Anyway, this is the Salacast. Oh, I'll it's, cut that out. It's Saturday, the 27th of July. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, uh, live, <laughs> is Rob again. Mm. Drinking a Coke. With a mouthful of Coke. And Zachary Burgess. It's not the hottest day of the year, but it's still pretty fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's as quite as hot as when we last did this. No, that's why I said it was not but... the hottest day of the year. No. I haven't had that much trouble with the heat except for when you're trying oh. to sleep. That's the, it, that's the I, worst I hate thing. that. I, it's not too I, bad in my house at night, really. It's been it's been all right the last few days, I admit. There's been more of a breeze, meaning that like, when I just leave the windows upstairs open, it cools down eventually. Yeah. I have all tactics like, uh, okay, I'm home, right. Open all the windows in the bedroom, mm. at, but close the door and make sure all the lights are off so that no insects like fly and attract to the light. And I then, see. and then when you come in to actually go to sleep, it's like, okay, quickly turn the lights on, shut them, like make sure the insects don't come in for a second. And bug nets. I haven't got bug nets. I haven't got any of those. <laughs> it's much easier. Although apparently that doesn't work for my room because I have bug nets over my window. And they still fly in. Well, get there was one night where a million tiny bugs came in, and yeah. I looked at them. I was like. Where the fuck are they getting in? They checked the entire thing. It's like, I They're just couldn't work it out. But then also, the other problem is, for some reason, like, Daddy Longlegs must come in somewhere else in the house, yeah. but always make it make their way onto the outside of my door. So when I go out at night, they just go in. Right. <laughs> and I've got, like, fucking 20 of the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame you can't sell them and make money like yeah, Animal exactly. Crossing. <laughs> They're all dead now, though. <laughs> Unlike Animal Crossing, where you can just shove anything in your pocket so it stays alive, like fish. I don't think the museum would be interested in, like, 20 live daddy longlegs that you captured. Well, they only want one for the collection. Yeah, that's true. For some reason, the recycling centre will buy everything else. That's the recycling centre. I don't know what they recycle all these bugs into. Something horrible, probably. If you want to know, yeah. Hmm. Bigger bugs. Just add them all together and somehow they... Make a super bug. It's like some kind of potion. Right. Magic! Um, anyway. Maybe they're um, providing the uh, food to make the rare bugs on the island or something. They have some kind of weird... <laughs> yeah, but I'm thing. taking the rare bugs from the island. I know, but they have to come from somewhere, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> they ship them back. That's what they're like, oh, we must protect the ecology of this island. For some reason, all the bugs have been disappeared. <laughs> so what it is is a really... <laughs> we'll pay you for these rare bugs so we can send them to the island so to really... repair their ecology. <laughs> so what it is is a really dishonest process. It's just like, hey, hey guys, I've, I found these rare bugs. Um... Not on the island. Do you want to take them to the island? <laughs> oh, yeah, we've been trying to get those rare bugs to breed for ages on the island. There's only a few of them left. They're threatened. Anytime we find any, we take them back to the island. Well, how do you keep coming across them? No reason. Do you only go... And then, because you only go at night, right? When, yeah. they, when they're not patrolling. <laughs> I guess so. Potentially after they've closed, only not quite, because they close at like 2am, which is convenient. For me. <laughs> that is quite good for a small village. Well, it's because I sent it to the night ordinance, so everything stays open later. Night ordinance. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, that's quite handy, because presumably in previous versions you didn't have the mayoral powers to change the opening hours of the shops. <laughs> no. That's quite handy. We didn't have, the island wasn't quite so lucrative. Well, the island didn't really exist before. No. It did not. Okay. Yeah. No. 
And I did, and they were talking about it on the Bombcast, of course. Of course. Where they were talking about how you set up your island for maximum cash generation in oh, minimum yeah, yeah. time. And I I had actually sort of already done that. Because so, I just came across that plan by myself. And I was like, well, obviously, if the cash, if the high value bugs only spawn on palm trees, you only want palm trees. I mean, obviously. Yeah. So I did, I, then I was like, so I still had some flowers and stuff around. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I might as well do it properly. Burn everything. <laughs> Make everything pineapple. <laughs> yep, only palm trees. Palm trees, sorry. And then I f- came up with the even more ridiculous plan of like, if I dig holes in every single square of the island that's just land, then even the land-type bugs can't spawn because they can't spawn on top of holes. No, but unfortunately, holes don't persist, so when you leave the island, it, they just fill back in. So that plan doesn't quite work. And then I was thinking of like, is there some other way I can prevent them from spawning? Where like putting something on the ground that doesn't cause more bugs to spawn, but also blocks them from spawning? Rocks? That's what I was thinking about. Well, I don't think there is anything else that I can... Because you can't take stuff to the island. You can only use what's already there. Yeah, I see. But So I don't think there's any way to... Any other thing... I was thinking I was trying to bury all the she- seashells that ro- wash up on the beach in case the, in case bugs can't spawn on top of buried items, but I don't know whether that's true, so I'll find out eventually, I guess, once hmm. I've buried enough of them. <laughs> and if they say buried, I don't even know if that was this. It's so weird, like, gaming the system, isn't it, really? <laughs> it's so dumb that this whole system is so fucking broken in the first place yeah. that you need this ridiculous amount of cash, and the only way to get it is by <laughs> cheaply gaming the system or doing the turbi- turnip stock market or whatever. Like... <laughs> <laughs> turnip stock market. It might as well be a stock market. It's like buy low, so high. <laughs> How would you change the game? Wait, what? Would you leave it? It's just broken. It's kind of fun. They just need to make more things give you that that level of cash. It's like, it's because there's only this one thing that can produce cash that fast. Right. You need multiple lucrative things. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you just spend your whole time doing the one thing. So you don't have to grind that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is a bit of a shame. You want to make it so... Well, what you really need is some sort of way where you grow the opportunity to earn that amount of cash, don't you? You want a gameplay in the mechanic that could turn around. A bit like the turnip stock market, in a way. But, you, you know, the, the you, you just need more of them so you can have, yeah, have more irons in the fire at the same time so you're more likely to make that kind of money. Maybe. I think that's, that sound would sound more appealing to me. You know, the idea, the idea of, right, well, if, I, if I keep that up and I keep this up, keep that, this up, one of them is going to pay me back. <laughs> or if they just made, like, if they made the markets dynamic, so, like, if, if, if you didn't do one thing for a long time, that its price would go up. Hmm. So you could cycle between different things. and they, the variety. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. But they didn't. So, <laughs> fucking grind those bugs. Well, they, well, do you reckon they could, like... If if they were to attempt making Animal Crossing into a bit more of an MMO, do you reckon they could just have like a, an Eve style <laughs> like economy? Well, it's because there's no there's no like sinks in in Animal Crossing, or at least no proper sinks, apart mm. from the sell everything to this mysterious recycling place that will give you cash for them. Mm. It's not like an Eve where everything gets blown up eventually. I guess mm. not not enough destructive stuff. No. I suppose that's the nature of the it's game. It's a game about hoarding stuff, yeah. is it? Pretty much. How's your house looking? <laughs> I expanded my basement so I could cram even more shit in there because the basement doesn't count towards your house score so you can fill literally every square with junk. <laughs> cram as much in there as you want. That's kind of realistic. Yep. <laughs> you can make your house look... Your basement look really crappy. It's quite neat. Full of, full of stuff. And my gyro is getting like 
I've got to the point where I'm mostly finding almost all duplicate fossils now, so I'm not really completing the fossil collection anymore. I haven't quite got to the point where I'm finding all duplicate gyroids, but there's still quite a few duplicates, normally. And I also discovered, like, the secret purpose of the gyroids, where I guess I maybe should have worked this out from the nightclub, where there's those, the gyroids in the back of the stage. But if you if you have a, like, a stereo or whatever in your house, and you get one of the music tracks that you can play on it, then they they make their noises sort of in time with the tune. Hmm. Which is... Well, certain gyroids, you mean? Well, just all of them. Oh, all of them. Oh, okay. And then depending on what type of noise they make, it kind of fits differently into the different tempo of the tune. Huh. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but also still totally pointless and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess a lot of that game is totally pointless. Yep, kind of. So I'm still doing that. So, Animal Crossing. What have <laughs> What's that yeah. been playing? No, it's not, really not the only, not hardly <laughs> at all been playing that. This is like, because, as I was saying before last time, I talked about it, it's just doing the daily stuff. It only takes like an hour to quickly go around and dig up all the fossils and gyroids, water all the plants, and then you're done. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Do, you do, what, and, do, and do an island run. Well, maybe later mm. at night, when, if I feel like it. I saw someone in the gaming press saying it, that Animal Crossing was definitely a contender for Game of the Year. <laughs> I was like, no, really? No. <laughs> no. I was like, hmm, no. Maybe handheld Game of the Year. Yeah, maybe. That that that, that could be I a don't, category. Well, do we have a category? I don't know, do Fire Emblem would, would or Luigi's well, That's not this like year, it. is it? I guess it is. Yeah, it is. In this country. Yeah, in yeah this that's country. true. That's true. It was March, wasn't it? Yeah. Pretty much when I got that with the DS. Yeah, that was yeah. why you got the DS, wasn't yeah. it? Because <laughs> yeah. it was attached with my fancy Fire Emblem for Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. I finished that. Let's just continue talking about what oh. I've been playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Doom! I finished Fire Emblem that last. Oh, wow. Okay. It was really dumb, though. Because how so? Well, how did all the, like, presumably all the time travel shit had to resolve somehow? Did not it? Or, really. Or did they just go, no, fuck it? <laughs> well, the idea of the time travel shit is, like, they come from the bad future... Spoiler alerts, I guess. <laughs> I guess. They come from the bad future, and they're there to prevent that from happening. So when you prevent it from happening, they're just like, well, I guess well, I'll continue to stay here then, because I don't really want to go back to the bad future. <laughs> that would be dumb. But could they go back to the paradox? <laughs> could they go back to the bad future? Because the bad future doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing... But they can't... may not exist. <laughs> oh, no. Time travel. Yeah, don't even... Start thinking about time paradoxes. <laughs> How did they even travel through time? It's not even very specifically explained at all. It's like <laughs> the dragon sent them back. Good. Okay, good going, dragon. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so you get to the last mission and you unlock it, and it's very specifically the last mission because it's not like mission twenty six. It's like end game, end game, and then all like the what are basically free DLC maps unlock. Which you've you can you can put them on the map before this point, but you can't access them until this point. Until you've beaten it. Well, until you get to until you unlock the oh, last right, mission. The end game. Which really makes those missions entirely pointless because they're all for unlocking another unit, and it's like I don't really need another unit. <laughs> I've already got a team that will be sufficient to, to do this last mission. Mm, I guess. It would, it, yeah, perhaps they would have been useful like earlier on in the campaign. But... Yeah, and they're all st- stupidly dumb and hard in ridiculous ways. Some more than others. There was one where I had to... I'd never really used it up to this point, which is probably one of the reasons why... One of the things that I should have been doing. But you get this type of magical stuff that priests can use that can teleport a unit back to them 
It's called a rescue staff. Oh, that's kind of cool. And so there's obvious applications for that in certain missions throughout the game, where like if you send a fast unit out to like do something, like open a chest or something, you can quickly mm. pull them back before the enemies turn. swarm them. Yeah. So, so like there was one mission where you where I have pretty much had to use one of those to keep uh, keep the NPC I was trying to protect alive. And then like the last one of these DLC missions, not really DLC. They're called Spot Pass because because <laughs> that's what Nintendo calls internet. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the last one, all the other ones had been for basically you unlock characters from the story who had died, like enemy characters. <laughs> Which doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like, oh, this enemy boss guy we defeated, he's still alive somehow and now he's going to be on us because we said so. Because <laughs> <laughs> we hired him. <laughs> But then, like, the last one of these spot pass missions is for, like, this new character, which I assume is a reference to something that I don't know about in, in, fucking, in fucking Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem lore. Yeah. But, but this it was the most ridiculous mission where it's, there's basically a huge open flat map with almost nothing in it. There's, like, a ruined square of a building in the middle, and that's about it. So there's almost no sort of choke points or anything, which makes it suck. <laughs> in terms of, like, a manageable level design but it's basically you can deploy it's easily the largest number of units you can deploy it's practically half your army that you can deploy at once in this in this one level okay against like three times as many enemy units <laughs> so it's just like this gigantic pretty ridiculous barrel so i was trying and, there's, and because there's like no choke points which is the normal way to do this thing you just find the choke point and then funnel the enemies funnel in into your defensive line yeah so because I couldn't do that because it was just there was too much basically it's too open. The level's wider than it is tall and it's really open. So there's like the only choke points you could make are like super wide. So you'd have to use practically all your units to build the wall and wouldn't have anything behind them. And because it's wide and and not tall, the enemies get to you in like the second turn, so you don't have enough time to even set up set proper up defensive wall. lines. Right. So what I ended up, what I was trying to do the first time was like make half a defensive line on the left hand side at the corner of where the building is, and then that gives you just enough time to beat those units. And by the time the right hand side comes down, you can flip it and like swing the Flat defensive around line around. Right. And that was almost working, except not quite. And then I, so in the end, I just said, "Oh fuck it," and used the cheap ass tactic instead. Where instead of deploying half my army, I deployed like three pairs of units who had extremely high dodge values and just sat in the corner of the map and just like pansy hit at the enemies for ages as they threw themselves against me. It was like, well, that works, I guess. But your guys like mostly avoided every attack. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> like if you have high enough evasion. <laughs> and you can That's like. Pretty funny. And it's also like the enemies. There's a certain... I think it's because it's a dual... It's one of the classes that can heal and has a sword, but they also have, like, super high evasion. But they're not very powerful. And I think it's because they can... Because they're, like, relatively a weak unit, the enemy will seem to target them a lot. But because they have such high evasion, they can't really hit them. <laughs> so you just stand that guy there, he takes all the attacks and just evades every single one, and just hide in the corner of that, and wait for, and do like a million turns as you grind down this massive army that's like piled onto you in the corner. <laughs> so I finally did that, but it was of course pointless because I didn't use any of those units in the last mission, and then I did the last mission, and that was really easy as well compared to those DLC missions. Mm. Last mission was a cakewalk; you just like walk up there and stand, and you're done. <laughs> End. <laughs> and that was that. And then you've been grinding for so long, but well, it's not like my guys were super high level, and especially like if you 
compared it to those D- the enemies in the DOC missions, which were like level 20 tech two units or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the enemies in the last mission were that level as well. It's just that oh, okay. the ones in the DLCs was, like, had skills or whatever to make them even harder. I see. So, yeah, I walked through the last mission of that. And then I tried to start a game again in Lunatic instead of hard difficulty. But that is fucking impossible. Because as I think you might remember ages ago when I first talked about Fire Emblem, how I said there was this ridiculous difficulty spike right at the start of the game where up until Mission 6 it was like fucking impossible. Yeah. Fucking even, it's literally impossible in Lunatic, except obviously not literally impossible because it's possible. Someone must have done it. But you have to do it in such an incredibly specific way where it's just like, I could keep trying this first fucking battle over and over and over until I eventually get lucky and discover the very precise, like, exactly which square to put which unit in to cause the right thing to happen. But that's not really very fun. No, that's no. not fun, is it? No. Because it's, it's, well, yeah, you're essentially playing random, are you? You don't, it's not exactly you feeling well, that's clever, one of the other. It? That's one of the major problems that I came to, like, when I was thinking about why Advanced Wars is clearly better than Fire Emblem, because they're both made by intelligent systems. It's like, because Advanced Wars doesn't have percentage rolls... Doesn't have a chance that you'll miss. If you make no. an attack, you always hit. You just you, do you, some you, amount you, of damage. You can see what will happen. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. And also, I like, mean, there's a, well, there's a certain amount of variance, isn't there? But very, it's very slight. Well, yeah, very slight. Like one or two of the yeah, like the one hit, hit point. Points. Extra. Yeah, will sometimes go off. But then it's just it, like a critical. It, yeah, it makes it makes for a far more no, predictable like, and strategic game. If you lose that, it's because you've probably fucked up your and strategy. It, and it's also the same if you win. If you win, you've outplayed the strategy. Yeah, and also in Advance Wars, it's like it's actually it's the other problem with Fire Emblem is that it, they don't design maps that are built. I think they want you to play in a completely different way from the way that makes sense to play. Because it's like when obviously. Like, have a defensive line with your hard units in the front, and then the softies in the back, and then you shoot over and all this stuff. Mm. And that makes sense, so you look for choke points and stuff, but then all the, there's, like, maps that don't really have choke points, and it sucks. But then a lot of the maps seem to be designed where they want... Obviously, they kind of want you to have just, like, pairs of units solo just running around yeah. over the map. Because you can see, like, some maps that's just basically a big flat plane with, like, random fortresses spread out dotted around the map. I wasn't so it would make sense to, like, move your units into the different yeah, I was fortresses. Yeah, I was never quite sure watching you play, like, how you could really pull that off because everyone moves so far. Yeah, and the, and the enemies are, like... And they will if if there's one weak unit that's exposed to more than one enemy, they're basically they're, they're dead because all the enemies will always attack them. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see how you can do that. Which is it if that if that's how it feels compared to that's how you end up playing it, then that sounds like a design flaw. Yeah, it's like the, uh, they had they didn't they didn't make the maps match the mechanics. Yeah. Unlike Advance Wars, where the like, maps are obviously... Do you if they just reduced the movement range that perhaps that would solve that? Because so I always thought that was crazy, just how far things could move and how quickly the enemy could just be on top of you. Well, um, sort of. Because I I if it was a slower-paced, sort of each turn was slightly less um, crazy, I suppose, well, would, I you, would, we... you, would you be able to plan for these things? But would you be able to plan a solo run, say, oh, if I go here, then I'm only perhaps... <laughs> in range of this dude next turn, as opposed to these several dudes. Oh, yeah, maybe. I see what you mean. But then there's, like, the third problem with the way it's that I think it's designed is that uh, there's not enough separation between melee and ranged units. Like, almost every melee unit, like, melee-type, like, knights and 
warriors and all that stuff, they still get ranged options. And the enemy will always, almost like 50% of the time, a warrior will be using a bow instead of an axe because they can use bows or axes. Right. Or they'll have both of them so they can switch to whichever one they want. So that like makes it even more impossible to form a defensive line or keep weak units alive. You can't because what they're going to be or do. And, and like the, the whole idea of like having the flying units, which are fast and can go over inaccessible terrain or whatever... But of course, they're weak to bows, and like so, fucking tons of these normally melee units have bows, so you can't even expose them to enemy fire. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds a little excessively <coughs> tricky. As in the rock paper scissors formula that made Advance Wars so good seems a little too wishy washy. Yeah, if you've got a rock hand, a pair of scissors. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> too many options to is have. It, do you reckon it's a bit like? Is it a bit like the Pokemon problem? In a way, as in there are so many types in that game that, and you now you have dual types and all that stuff that some of the core mechanics are starting to get a little fucked. Well, it's just that they maybe should have made like some kind of, I don't know, they they could have solved the problem somewhat by just making it so that like melee units that are using ranged weapons are bad at it or something. <laughs> like, it's an option, but they shouldn't... Oh, but they do shit all down. Yeah. Just as because, a, like, if, yeah. like, if it's a warrior, which is obviously a, has a super high strength because it's a close combat unit, mm. the strength value still applies to their bow, so they do insane bow damage as well. You mean a bit a bit like in if in XCOM you're using a, a, a shotgun assault guy, say, the pistol is kind of a, well, you can't quite reach that guy with a shotgun. I'm going to switch to the pistol and do panty damage. Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, that would be a lot better, I think. So yeah, that's the problems of that game. Still, making the Advance Wars. I was about to say, still, still, it's the closest you're going to get to an Advance Wars esque game on the 3DS for a while. God damn it! But, um, <laughs> unless you get an iPad and start playing XCOM on it, but... <laughs> they need an iPad. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's what I mean. If you want portable version of like a strategic game like that, no. it's not like I played it in 3DS in any portable situation anyway. No, true. <laughs> Well, you, well, play, you, you do play. when you come over here or whatever. Like, and you don't necessarily have access to the PC. Or no, and, you, and, or and when we're driving to Cambridge, you'll be you'll be fire emblem grinding <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So, Segway. Yeah, I finished a strategic game this week. Did you? I finished XCOM. Oh, I finally time. got around to doing the last mission. I've played about twenty hours of XCOM over the last oh, week. So good. Or something. It's, it's really, just the really thing. Is, the thing with XCOM is when you once you the, once you get into the start of that game, there's very little else you want to do. It has the draw that I talk it's about, good. like probably more than anything I've played in a while. It's like it's, the problem I had with XCOM is that once you got to the end game, and it's like I was having to do this grind. <laughs> once you screwed up, the end once game. I screwed up the end game, then the draw completely went for me until until I sort of ground up my team a little bit because that end mission is a on total the pile of bullshit. Yeah, I carried on myself. Well, I, screw, I screwed up the end, the last mission. Right. Um, when I last played, because I got I, as we, we oh, talked about before, again. yeah, I, I I fucked up the very last room on the last mission, um, which, uh, and then because I wasn't saving as I went through the mission, I didn't know that was the last room. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it was a bit of a fatal flaw and I put myself into an unrecoverable position, basically. What I did... You didn't have a save at all? Well, yeah. At the start of the mission or... Uh, well, I, I well, it restarts before. you. That's like the one mission oh, where yeah. if you fail, it goes, restart, and then puts you back to the start of the mission, which is incredibly dumb in the context of the rest of the game for yeah. a start. You, it, there's no lose condition if you fail the last mission. It just goes, do you want to wind back time a bit? But, yeah, an Iron Man mode. But it will give... Yeah, presumably. Give, yeah. Well, I don't know. Would, yeah, would it? <laughs> That's interesting. Probably would. Um, anyway. 
yeah. So yeah, I, I, then I I did have a save some time. I think I saved before I did the gollop process, so right. I could grind up. Right. Yeah. Um, the gollop process. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Is that the gollop yeah. chamber? Um, it's the psychic thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's made pretty clear by the game that the Gollop Chamber is end game. So yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler there. Like, um, don't, well, it's the don't go here unless you do. Visual design, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Gollop Brothers, isn't it? Something like that. They, um, yeah, yeah. So I ground ground up my team trying to get something that would be best suited for psionics, I guess, and resistance to that and all that stuff. In the end, I think I overdid it because the last mission was a cakewalk. Right. By the time I actually did it, <laughs> can you just it was really because I knew exactly how to play that last, and I got really lucky with the last room as well. Because I think last time, what happened in the last room is I sent a mind-controlled muton in there, yeah, just going right. He's going to see what's up ahead, and that triggered the sequence to of, of the of the end bit. Yeah, um, and then at that point I was fucked because everyone got mind controlled really quickly. Because you weren't um, in the room, so you couldn't even see the enemies to stop them from. No. <laughs> so then they just came down the corridor um, and just you know controlled everyone, and then I was boned. Um, this time, I, <laughs> I I managed to get a couple of guys into shiv in there before the sequence triggered. Right, it only triggered when the volunteer entered. Right, and then uh, and then everything went nice, and because. <laughs> And then things got incredibly lucky. My sniper got a double tap because uh, uh, and killed off the two muton elites Natch. like instantly. Um, one of my dudes got mind controlled, but um, the, sni- the sniper on the next turn got a couple of crit shots on the main guy, and that was it. Right. Game over. That's what you mean? It was the simplest fucking end section. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah. So and, and then the game started to glitch out a bit because I started losing sound at that point. So my end sequence was a little bit silent. But <laughs> great. Except for the videos, the videos were fine. It was just when it cut to the like your guy in the in the game world. It's sort of like his he was he was talking silently at people. <laughs> no, I think that's intentional. Really? I don't think because the, there's a bit of dialogue in there though. I don't think he's meant to say anything. I think it's meant to be dramatically silent where he's like retreat, guys, and then he goes no, and <laughs> yeah, the, you know, it's, it's supposed to be. A, well, I don't know. The subtitles came up and nothing. Oh, was okay. <laughs> and I couldn't hear the 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 the, the voice of the, oh, right. the aliens. Right. So yeah, it went a bit wrong for me. But anyway, I finished it. Hooray! Good. I'm not sure I want to go back to it now. I've done that. Is the thing. No. I'm not sure I want to go back to classic mode. I'll, I'll probably leave it for a while. Yeah. Um, and if I want a game like that, perhaps I should dive into Civ Five, something like that. Yeah, I was just thinking that um, Civ has can easily has the has the same kind of draw, but the thing is that XCOM kind of has more kind of natural stopping points in a way because yeah, you can kind you of can stop a after a mission. Have <laughs> has... one whole game because yeah. there's no reason to stop. Yeah, it's so smoothly transitions what? between every era and everything. There's no like yeah, civilization is just goes off. It's a flow. Yeah, like, it's the, just, whole, the whole there is ten no by stop. ten flow is really smooth. Because yeah. kind of in 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 XCOM, you get back from a mission and you're like, oh, in two days I'll have cyber shit or whatever yeah so you you fast forward but then of course abductions but you can then save and like quit yeah and then come back and start that mission anew the next time so yeah. it's like whereas in Civ it's just like oh next time I've got this yeah oh the next time I've got that oh this is gonna happen there's, there's no of, like there's a certain amount of you know the plan of what you're trying to achieve and while you've got that plan in your head and yeah. you're like still working towards it you just keep going you don't and, it's, it out. and it's even yeah. worse if you're like a crazy obsessive person like me who wants to micromanage all the workers yeah, oh, yeah it's yeah, like because yeah. there's always something completing every turn some bit of land management that's completed so you have to move them to another square and then set that off <laughs> something I to do, do. I, I, yeah 
There was a there was a brief period of time where I started getting into that sort of level of level of management. I'm looking forward to it because I didn't buy it deliberately in this Steam sale because I wanted to buy it in the next one when Brave New World is part of the sale. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, um, because I don't really want to play it without all the expansions. Really, that yeah, is the last is, one, I guess, is, isn't it? Uh, Are they planning another? Probably the last big one. They right. might shit out some more civilization <laughs> maps or something. Yeah. Shit out some more shit. Yeah. Don't you get you get everything, all the like features from the previous one with Brave New World. You just don't get the civilizations. That's what I heard. So you upgrade your game. I don't really know. But uh, I mean, that would make sense because otherwise, otherwise it would yeah. be like they have to have the rules of Brave New World would have to account for either the other stuff being there or not. Yeah. I've heard that it's a bit weird in that some of the elements they add to the game kind of diminish the purpose of some of the old mechanics that were there to the point where they become kind of useless or their impact is tiny compared to what you can now do. Hmm. Um, so well, there are some, bal- there are some balancing right problems. Well, yeah, and apparently some of the, well, like one, the... I can't remember which one it is, but there's one in, of the new mechanics in particular that is um, a, a possibly too viable a means of victory, as in it's relatively easy to accomplish compared to some of the others. I didn't... I Like, part of the Brave New World thing is, like... I think they did this in Civ Four, probably in one of those expansions. But they, it's also in Brave New World where they basically make it so that the UN sort of exists in the past, where it's like the World Council or whatever before it okay, became yeah. the actual UN. But that always sucks because diplomatic victory is the worst. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, they voted against me, and then I lose. Because <laughs> that's the random win, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's done. Yeah, civilization. But I'm wondering if that's the sort of game I should be playing in this kind of heat, you know? It's not, it's not real. You don't really get hyped up about it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. It's a very calm sort of game. I don't know. You, it depends if you want to ever go outside again. <laughs> like, Because, like, uh, you'll just spend all your time goddamn playing Civ. I do, anyway. I, last time I played Civ, it was Civ 4, and I had a laptop, so I was walking around different rooms and playing it everywhere. Holy crap. I mean, it was... <laughs> I got an idea of periods yeah, like that winter. when I was first playing XCOM, where it would just, it would just sap days. Like, so, I'd, I'd lose a weekend. <laughs> I am now playing XCOM for the first time. Yeah, so. it, it was. It took me 40-odd hours. To, oh, really? With your wee okay. grinding. Uh, yeah, admittedly, five of the, at least five of those hours was grind. Does it take 40 hours? Because I read somewhere that it I, takes well, 20 it. to 25, and I'm like, well, I'm at 20. I'm only at the mid-game, I'm sure. Yeah, well, you get a load of stats at the end, and apparently I wasn't far off the average game time. Right. Um, like, I was a little bit slower, but my speed to all of the mid-game checkpoints was a lot faster. Yeah. Like, I rushed through the main game well, and then had a problem at the end. There's a, there's, and then, it's like, there's no... Unless you know what's going to happen. Which I don't. I have no clue. So I'm clueless. So <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it, it is better, actually, that we don't well, yeah. tell you what's going on. Yeah. But if it, we, when, when you're doing that first playthrough when you don't know what's going to happen, yeah. when you when you do those mission critical things, that's where it can fuck you up. Because it's like if you trigger the psychic aliens to appear before your dudes have leveled up far enough that they can resist my control, you're kind of, it's going to make things Story. real difficult. Right. And once you've done it once, you know what triggers yeah. what. See, you know, like, I, don't uh, research the navigator immediately because then you can just grind up in the easy section. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I, li- I like some of the um, second wave options that seem to that then go on. Yeah. Some, some of them sound pretty cool, like the random stats and not all rookies are created equal stuff. You know, so it makes your make your people slightly more variable. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, although 
it sucks to have the menu system that even look at those stats does kind of suck. Oh, I had some there's some glitches in the in the end game stat as well. Um, it was saying that my score was like 900 or something. Right. My my total score. And it said the world's score was like several million. <laughs> and it's like, I'm pretty sure that's not the average if you just accidentally combined them all. <laughs> Unless that was the hack- hacking. Yeah. Where possibly. someone's, someone's someone final score was like a but million. It, but it was like a million with a decimal point and then some. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm not even sure you could do that. <laughs> so... Everything's new to me, so I guess you guys have to tell me what's going on. <laughs> it's really good. I'm enjoying it, is, it. It's so good. Yeah, it's really well I mean, done. I, 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 think slick. The, I think the I one thing any... that might have made it better is, um, and I think we talked about this when Zach was playing it through, is I think I would have preferred the level create, design to have been a little more procedural. Yeah. Because um, if there's one thing I've been realising of late, procedural games just hook you in a lot more than I think if they were statically done. Like Rogue Legacy, I think. It's, like, it's actually pretty simple. If that was a static design... It would n- wouldn't nearly be as interesting. No. Binding of Isaac, which I've been playing a, quite a bit this last week, that that's the entire thing would not work if it wasn't random. Yeah, and it's like I guess because the original XCOM had more procedural stuff than it. I guess yeah, to some extent. I mean, obviously there are still like groups of buildings and stuff would always appear together. And... Yeah, Cause I, it, it just just gets that little bit tedious playing through the same area when you start to recognise. Because I haven't and... seen too many that are the same. No, ones. there's quite a few. Yeah, but, guess... but there does come a point where you start seeing. Yeah, um... it's mainly the landing sites. Yeah, yeah, the landing sites because the the landing sites you get at first are corridors. Pretty much, so that makes it easier to fight. Yeah, certainly. well, it's just like the ship is down there, down at the end, and you go over there. <laughs> but I'm starting to get where you start in the corner of a square. And... Well, they're, just, they're just not very interesting areas, anyway. Right, to be just, honest. Yeah, yeah, they are a bit dull. And most of the time, like any aliens that are out in outside the ship are almost no threat because they're really easy to see them because it's mostly flat. And then it becomes open. more of a problem when you get the bigger ships because the bigger ships always have the same. Layer. And the bigger ships like occupy most of the map, so yeah. you're doing most of your fighting inside the ship. Yeah. So, so that be- it becomes more of a problem later. Yeah, I've only had one big ship so far. I think presumably that happens every time. There's always a big ship near the start or something. Relative, or, um, I don't know. No, it doesn't have to be. No, I, 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 it looks I like a very... big truck thing, like yeah. a big square oh, thing. The cargo ships. Car- yeah, uh, it took me a really long time before I saw one of those. All oh, right, okay. I, I didn't have one of those for ages. I must have got lucky. I don't know what tech that gave me. I don't know. Probably a bunch uh, of crap. I can't remember what the anyway. cargo gives you. Oh, is that what you? See, I, I have the cargo got... ships give you anything specific, unless no. uh, well, in the late game they can have like commanders in the. Bridge. I was about to say, yeah, have you seen the higher ranked sectoids? Yeah, no, not yet. Okay, um, the latest enemy is for me is the um, the robot disc thing. Yeah, that's the newest. I guess I, I don't know. If okay, I'm that's, really... that's yeah, that's that's still relatively early. Not... Yeah, I'm probably quite early. I th- I, I presume I've got. Could you get? I've got plasma rifles and titan armor for the first time. Oh, you got, oh okay. No, I've that, got two that's... guys with Titan Arbor and I can't afford any more yet. Okay, no, but that, I, maybe that might Wait, be because oh, I... So your, oh, your sequence is weird then if you're only just seeing discs and yet you've got that stuff. That's, well, that that's really different. That depends on what you research. I, 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 say, yeah, I, I went really for that. Order for me. I went for that research early because I wanted the armor because... Well, you obviously want to have the plasma rifles because that's always important. Yeah, you I didn't use know. use alien guns. Hello. I, um... 
Yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I think I was putting off uh, the laser research. Or something. Oh, you don't put off the laser research. But virtually the first thing you should always do, even though you know you're going to get plasma. Because I was sticking I, with I, uh, I, my plasma took a real long time. I was missing something that le- that stopped yeah, me. From, I, yeah, that stopped me from researching it for ages. Oh, did you? I got plasma quite late because I've stuck entirely with the uh, standard human God, weapons. Those are terrible. Uh, all the way up to now, now my plasma <laughs> rifle. So now I have a team with two plasma rifles, and the rest are human like machine guns. Oh, and, and the sniper <laughs> rifles and shit. Yeah, so I, I'm going to skip straight to plasma. That's my plan. Ooh. Nova's um, just walked in clutching an iPad mini. <laughs> Ooh, is that a present? Brand new. Awesome. No, it's a present. It's Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Christmas. Christmas in July. It's, it's our best Christmas. It's tax-free Christmas present. <laughs> how comes that? Awesome. Went to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey legal legal awesome. Top tip. <laughs> tip top. Yeah, what else is going on? Um, oh, I haven't bothered to attack the base. I don't know well, when no, I have because, to do that. You know, that's another one of the mission triggers, really. I'm just leaving it. Is that okay? Yeah. You haven't, it says oh, okay. priority one, and I'm like, yeah, I've ignored it for like three months. Because that's really the wow. trigger that that steps everything up to the yeah. next level. Where you get like the upgraded sectoids. Because I don't get what the point of doing it well, is. Might as well just leave it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's so different from the way I have my playthrough. It's not causing any. Well, you did them based really early. I did it really early, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't done it at all. Um, I'm trying to get. I got my first. Um, I just got my first awesome alien tech interceptor thing. Yeah. But I've only got like interceptors in two spaces so I don't know whether to start putting them or start ordering because I have a feeling that well it depends start... on what your satellite coverage is really. well yeah I've got a few now well I obviously the focus I, that's all I knew going in was I needed satellites <laughs> so, like, yeah. so I now have um, I have two uplinks and a nexus uh, and so that gives you like 10 yeah. uh, spots and I'm just building satellites every time one finishes I start building another one uh so there's no gaps in my satellite manufacturer. Yeah. So, uh, but um, yeah. So, I, but I've only got them over like North America and Europe so far. I've got. I managed to get. I think. I think I've managed to get two sets. Yeah. So two bonus things. Uh, so like if you, I think I've got North America and Europe all decked out, but nothing else. Well, it's like in theory, the South America one is easy because it's only like two places. Oh, cool! Well, I could get that. It's like Brazil though. and Argentina. But it depends on the panic. This, well, yeah, this it's like you want this, to save it until the last possible moment, yeah. of course. But then the advantage of getting the of getting the South American ones is that the bonus is actually quite useful. What's the bonus to South America? All your interrogate- it doesn't tell you, does it? Well, it, it just does. gives you a name. It does if you. Well, if it's the, the main map or something. Well, at the start of the game, well, and at the like, start of the game, yeah, yeah. You, you get told what the bonus for each area is. Oh, crap, the one you the one you picked as your starting area. Oh, you yeah. don't really have a choice though on normal difficulty because yeah. it always, you know? or no. you can't. You, I don't think you can do. You can only do Europe and America. I That's think. right. I think you can't really? choose the other two. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So what's the South America? South America one, one is all the interrogations and autopsies complete instantly, so you don't have to waste any time. Oh. I probably have them all done by the time. Yeah, I know. That. That's the that's the trouble. If you don't get that early enough, it becomes pointless. But if you do get it early, it's like yeah, all that shit. You can just get get it done. That's, that's only useful oh. right at the start of the game. Damn. So it might be useful. Well, to not. Start. I mean, there are quite a lot of fucking autopsies to do. Yeah, but they don't take any time. Really. Yeah, they take, it takes like, like a few days. days. Yeah, I nothing. suppose. But if it's instant, then take no time. Because I just caught my first live berserker dude right yeah, right yeah uh so okay, i don't know what that's going to give me when i interrogate a retarded berserker thing i think if you 
something useless. I think it's like yeah. stim packs. Uh, well, no, oh, I got yeah. stim packs from, no, from the autopsy. Oh, yeah. So no, from right. the interrogation, I'd get something even better. I know. Crap. You'll probably, probably get it's like, probably armor. A, anyway. Upgrade. Yeah, it'd be a research yeah. option. Yeah, the interrogations give you the bonuses, don't they? Like the sectoid interrogation gives oh. you a bonus to lasers and rifles. Yeah. So. Fast research. As you can tell, I don't really know what the hell I'm doing. But uh, hopefully. That's part of the game. Yes, hopefully I will figure out. I've lost two guys uh, over the course of it so far. I don't know how I can't many remember how many I lost. I lost, I lost a reasonable amount um, right at the start. Well, yeah, yeah. But you lose anyone once they get good. I don't know what to do because I've got a lo- load of good guys. Like, I've got like three majors or something, like hardcore dudes. Yeah. Um, but I'm worried that. I probably shouldn't be worried now, but there's a thing in the officer training school, which is like 200 quid that I was thinking of buying, which is like, you get more will on level up. Yeah. Oh, and that, I was thinking, that, that, is, that is incredibly useful if you're going for the, <coughs> to take a team to the end. Well, that's what I was thinking. So so I was thinking, okay, I better get that now, but then I'm going to have to let the, my my current awesome dudes are going to be useless at the end. Well, even if what they their original will stats were like and yeah. how many times they got injured. Does it? Oh, I didn't realise that. Does the oh, injury... that negatively... oh, that's yeah. probably why my original team sucked at will then. <laughs> if you go if you get an injury then you get a, like a penalty to your will bonus. Oh ah. crap, my guy's got injured quite a bit, I think. So you might need to train well, I suppose that the game does encourage you to keep training new, new That's rookies. the thing I haven't done yeah. is like bring a rookie along because I basically have enough for my awesome team and not much else. But that's why you current need, like with the in order to train rookies you need to like invent stupid things for you have to use them in very specific ways like or or just use them suicidally until one of them survives like <laughs> use them as the the guy who only has an art for her and just legs it up to dudes and tries to zap them because <laughs> it doesn't matter if they die and then if you catch them they get extra bonus <laughs> <laughs> that's true i hadn't thought that's, of using them as cannon fodder that's pretty funny um but that also that becomes much easier to train up people once you get like a shiv because then you can use that, that to is. scout. Yeah. Is that like the a... The tanks. Oh, right. Like mobile... Are, are they worthwhile, then? Should I yes, research yeah. that shit? They are, they are pretty useful. Because okay. then you, you can just use a shift to scout, because that doesn't matter. It has quite a lot of health, but it does also doesn't matter, really, if it gets it, blown it, up. They don't, oh, okay. they don't level up or anything, so you don't need to... Um, that's cool. So, so if they die, it's like, well, fine, that's going to cost me some money and time anyone. to replace. Okay. But So that makes it much easier to see where the aliens are, which means you can plan your attacks on them much better. And then also, if you use like your other units for like do suppression or whatever, hold a hold a shitty alien down so the rookie can kill it and get the bonus for yeah. the, and level up well, that way. I, I just use oh, them cool. to pick up to you know to be the picker offer. You know, like you know, so most of the guys do most of the damage, and then the rookie will come in and mop it's up. Risky, yeah, because because the rookie's so bad, he might just miss. Yeah. Well, that's the thing you do. It, you try and do it so it's in the middle of the turn, yeah. so the rookie takes his shots, and if that fails, and you've got some other dudes to just go, ah, screw it. And of course, if you uh, if you're if you want to like waste some resources, you can always just have rookies with grenades. Get well, I haven't used grenades yeah. at all. No, they're pretty useless. I always because <laughs> they do so little damage. I always give them the nano fiber or whatever if I've got nothing else. Yeah, give them a tiny bit more health. Yeah. Um, although I'm not sure at this point. Now I've got like Titan armor dudes. I'm thinking of like. If they have nano fiber vest, which gives them like, like two what? more, yeah. I might swap that for a scope because like oh for snipers, yeah, do that. Well, all my well, snipers have scopes, yeah. but just general guys, maybe they uh, benefit I, from I, the scope. I've never, I didn't, I didn't end up doing bonus, that with right? my normal guys. Well, it's a bonus to accuracy. I, I, I don't yeah. know how it stacks, but the way I always had it is I always had. What would you put on them? I had my heavy weapons guys always had scopes. Okay. And then the snipers always carried extra med kits. Oh. 
I yeah. put that on support. Well, yeah, obviously the support. Like I always had like one support guy with upgraded medkit, yeah, so you could times. have a ridiculous number of medkits. Yeah. And then, like, the snipers just had extra medkits. Oh. So, like, maybe he was a support guy because he got shot. Nah, I'd just give them scope because it's yeah. awesome when you get 100% charge. Well, the like. snipers get that much accuracy really easily anyway. Do they? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Plus 10 is a lot. Yeah. Of, of and then charges. I can't remember what I gave regular dudes. I mean, obviously, occasionally you'd have... This was the... Because I had the stupid armor colors... I colour my dude's armors depending on what oh, secondary attachment they Well, I don't think you can no, unless you have you, the armor colour no, pack. No, yeah, yeah. Which is like a pre-order thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, I haven't I, I didn't have customize options. Oh, yeah, I didn't have it. And at first it was a little irritating because it was like, I wasn't paying attention to what everyone's class was. Yeah. And it's like until I uh, eventually... Well, until they actually level up so their classes mattered. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah... Annoyances. I don't know. The UI has screwed me up a few times in the battles. Like How occasionally, mouse and keyboard or controller? mouse and keyboard. No, chase the controller. Really? Yeah, I found controller a lot easier. Can you do that on PC? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why is that easier then? I, I don't know. It's just there are certain. Well, it's because it because the controller when you're scrolling the thing around on the map it. It, it like magnetizes to the grid, so when you're when you're yeah. with the mouse, you can move like one pixel, and it'll be in a different square, and then I, that I, can cut you off. Yeah, I had yeah, pro- I had problems with the mouse where if I was hovering over a certain area, it couldn't quite make up its mind where to go. Like to be, especially on the levels with buildings. Well, yeah, and yeah. it would sometimes get confused with the floor above, and it's like, no, 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 yeah, don't do that. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot easier with the controller. Because yeah. I've accidentally other things I've done stupidly is like with the keyboard and stuff. I've wanted to like turn the camera and I've accidentally fucking reloaded when I wanted to move before I reloaded or whatever and then you're like stuck exposed or and then stupid things where you, yeah where you look like you're going somewhere yeah, I think while I was playing with keyboard I re- ended up rebinding some of those keys to try and avoid that from yeah, happening yeah I but... kept like yeah so a number of times I've been cocked up just by the the, the user interface like yeah, it's, it's like uh, sometimes the icons in the bar when you're changing weapons they obviously they move so you can actually mm. accidentally click you're trying to reload and that it it's gone on to something yeah else I, well, I found the, the contro- numbers change <laughs> which is yeah. equally bad yeah. Oh, yeah oh yeah the number thing yeah i found the controller forced you to just be that little bit more deliberate because right, you know, it's same, same when you go to the aim mode and if you want to switch what you're doing you have to use the d-pad to swap between what you're doing okay yeah to um, scroll along that options so, so, so did you use the controller yeah. use rob's yeah i used Xbox controller. one okay. I have okay. my house permanently okay. <laughs> <laughs> apparently i shall uh, i shall get hold of the uh, yeah, I should uh, try it with that mode on. Yeah, yeah, I found it better. Okay, interesting. And it oh, and weirdly, game. you get more dialogue because yeah, yeah. I that was just a weird yeah. thing that I never understood. When they're moving to a location, they'll say like "we're moving on, hustling or something like that. Oh, right. And then when you go to Overwatch, it's like Overwatch, eyes open, and all this stuff, yeah. oh, which yeah. doesn't happen with the keyboard. I've got Weird. my eyes on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's, that's sort of cool, but also, it gets, sometimes it gets quite irritating. Yeah, it's like, all right. Almost too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that would, as an obvious thing, that would have it severely improved it. Well, not severely, but it would have improved the going quite a bit. I could see why it would have been a pain to do, but they, they should have got all the different nationalities and accents. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that would have been so cool if you're like a Mexican dude was like, like an awesome. You'd have to have got like an for every area of the, for every country they could have come from, you would have had to have an accent for male and female. <laughs> but that would have been so cool because I've got this awesome Mexican sniper lady. In fact, most of my team are ladies, I think. I think I've got an entirely lady team. <laughs> uh, um, even my heavies are ladies, it yeah, seems. Naturally. Um, but um, they're all like hyper leveled up, but uh, they don't have um, 
they don't have awesome regional accents. They all sound American, which is dumb because yep. like they they're like Italian. And and it, it, yeah, Mexico. sometimes even the your, yeah your dude from Russia. Yeah, yeah. Who, who seems to have the voice of a black man is kind of the weirdest <laughs> combination. Uh, it's just like it's quite. I don't. Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, there are some weird combos to, to, in how because it presumably just allocates a random voice. Like it doesn't really. Well, you can go and change it if you want. Oh, can you? Oh, you customize. What? Okay. I never really toyed with the. Customized I guess you probably stuff. could because that's probably not a part of the armor color pack. The voice is probably actually you can probably do it. Right. Yeah, I never really toyed with the customized. No, no, so I'm not really, really any reason that. to. No, the music's pretty good. Yeah, I like, I like the music. I uh, thought that I think the general ambient like bass music is a little bit Deus Exy in places. I thought at, <laughs> at first. But uh, it's quite good, and and uh, it's, it's really a, it's a bit it's a bit generic. Yeah, it's a bit generic. If you know what I mean. But I think that's almost it almost works because of the sort of weird campy style of the game. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and actually, the voice acting of the sort of uh, general like the bass dudes is, yeah, is pretty the, good. The three main bass guys, <laughs> yeah. apart from a couple of bits. Yeah, there's a couple of line readings that are like, what? Why did you say it like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, well, it's, generally it's, quite... it's really funny. Some of the ones it's, I was playing, I had the sub box on, and the sub box is pretty terrible yeah. in this game because it puts a little hover in the top right, um, like corner of the screen, and puts the text in there, and it scrolls kind of weirdly and sometimes screwed up. So it was just showing the start, the text, it would flicker on and off yes. and never scroll. <laughs> Um, but some of the times where they've tried to put into the subtitle a bit of emphasis, like how the person was reading it, like there's a line um, towards the end uh, where the scientist goes, we've pushed human evolution so far. And it puts so far <laughs> in the subtitle. <laughs> so far. If I could push every human evolution, I would be so, so happy. happy. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's pretty dumb in places. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's nice. It's to play. still the dumbest line reading in that game. Is the one where, he's t- where the first time you go to the like the money map or whatever the country map. Yeah, the situation where, he, right. where he's like, if a country leaves the XCOM program, they'll take their money with them. You turn the page and saw there was more in that sentence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with them. <laughs> and why do you get like weird ambient things from that guy, but only when you look at the situation room? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just like, <laughs> it's meant to be oh, yeah, sometimes background noise. Yeah. Sometimes that'll be for something that happened a few turns ago or something. Or... No, I think well, it's, it's just random, random like, crap, like stupid yeah. things. It's like, it's like come on home, uh, seven, two, what five. What do you mean you saw a snake? <laughs> what the hell has that got to do with everything? <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah. No, it's super slick. I really enjoy it. Uh, and uh, I hope I don't get too screwed up. Uh, I've had a, a couple of hard... The first time I saw the robot stuff, I was that was like a terror attack. Yeah. I mean, is that always the same? Mm. I don't know. It was only my second yeah, I terror... I it must be. Yeah, that first one the, is... It was like, well, no, the first one... No, it was the second yeah, terror not. attack. The first terror attack was a, was a corridor, and I got to save a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And it was awesome. And then the second one is like, I didn't. I don't think I saved a single Oh, one. no, I lost practically like, everyone on my first terror mission. It was it was real bad. Like, I didn't, because I, it was just full of chrysalis things, yeah. and I couldn't even move from where I even started. Yeah. Like, there was no chance. They t- instantly turned everyone into zombies. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. So all I did was kill everyone as fast as I could, yep. I guess. And that's the best I could do. Um but I basically didn't move. I was like in a corner of the map. It was Birmingham, apparently. 
I know it's just <laughs> it was just stacked up against a bunch of vehicles going oh god there's zombies and chrysalises and now there's a fucking tank with repair drones that are repairing the tank god damn it mm. anyway yeah I managed to get through it somehow with my pansy human weaponry <laughs> Which I hadn't upgraded at all. That's, that's yeah. I had the carapace armor. That was the first thing I like. Upgraded. Oh, what you got off the crystal? Oh no, wait. So no, that's the blue armor. Yeah, yeah, but now I've got the couple of Titan armors and plasma rifles. So I guess my priority is plasma, other shit like sniper rifles and yeah. and, and heavy. If you can, it's yeah. really expensive though. If, you, if you've got the light, <laughs> that's, rifles, that's why you should have got lasers. Then so, you'd have these options. I so if, you've so got, the, if you've got the light plasmas, have you managed to get to the full plasma? I've gone to full plasma okay, rifle. Cool. I've gone always all the way to full plasma rifle. I just skipped everything, which means <laughs> I have crap, half awesome and half crap. Yeah. So uh, Trust me, that could be a little. Yeah, you're right. That could cause you a little bit of a problem in terms of cash flow. Well, I spent all my money on satellites because well, I know them. that would give me yeah. more money in the ultimate. Yeah. Mm. It's not like you can get plasma rifles very easily. No, no, you don't pick them up off the ground. Right no, off. you have to, if you start, if you lose a lot of offering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I've got two is probably, two or three is probably enough to get yeah. going, really. Apart from then, you have to suffer the annoyance of having to de-equip your guys every time you want to take someone different to a mission. Yeah, God damn that yeah, menu. That, that is annoying. That, 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 that's that, probably the worst bit of the game for me, is that menu system. That, I just want a single button to just say, unequip everything. Yep. Like so, you can just go. Actually, just it, it's it's weird because it's actually more usable when you're in the barracks because you can use the bumpers on the controller to go next soldier, previous soldier. Yeah, right. Which you can't do in the squad selection screen. Right. Okay. The squad selection screen has that awesome drums music. That is super cool. It's a bit battlefield. That that whole that whole slickness of like, okay, there's an attack, and now you move to select your squad, and it's got all the music, and they're on the ramp with the plane, and then they get in the plane, and then as it's loading, on the plane, you see the loading, and you see them sitting on the plane. It is your squad. It's quite funny if you have a lot of ships in that view because it's just like all If if one of them gets really badly positioned, it seems to take up like a good quarter of the screen just. In front of the camera, it's like it's a big old fat shiv there. <laughs> you get your awesome landing animation and everyone coming out. It's all super like that, nicely that, yeah, tied that whole together. Start, start of the mission is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and Sky Ranger is a cool thing. I quite mm. like the design of it. It's a bit yeah. fat, but it's kind of cool. And you know, some things should probably burn under those jets sometimes. But... <laughs> yeah, the jets though are classic sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. it's, like it's basically a Thunderbird, effectively, because it's like hypersonic, which it could never do because of the shape of it, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and uh, it can VTOL land mysteriously <laughs> on jets. It's basically Thunderbird too, except quite a lot smaller. Um, yes. Yeah. So I don't really know what I'm doing with the interceptors because I've only seen like two UFOs and shot, or two or three and shot them down. Well, so, if you've got the the fancy interceptors, I've got then, one fancy interceptor so far. Yeah, to then things oh that and the EMP cannon, then things just get a lot easier. Oh, you yeah, went EMP? Yeah, yeah, that just what, killed. What? That just, I've got the pulse thing. Way too. I was just going for the cheap, the the the, the one that's the longest possible range because then, <laughs> then you're safer. I don't think I've got that yet. What can I buy that or research? I can't remember which one it is. I can't remember if the laser one or the or the plasma one is better. Right, because they always used the to be. The plasmas were really close. Yeah, the laser is the early one I've got is like really close. So maybe it's the laser. The laser one. is the long range one because uh, it always used to be in in old XCOM that yeah, you, you, it was you, if you if you you just had to get the plasma one in old XCOM as soon as possible because it could shoot further than all the UFOs could. 
<laughs> you just sat there and picked them off because they could attack you back unless How it was a battleship. How did that look in the original X-Men? It was just like a, it was like a little picture of a plane and then a UFO. And then they changed colour. Because it's pretty simple now. Yeah. Yeah, it's super simple now. I was wondering because people... You know, that could have been more complex, couldn't it? That, that, that could well, have been more of a game. Too. Yeah. It was slightly more complicated than the original. Because you could, like... Basically, they'd start off separated, and then when you pushed attack, the, you'd have to... Your, the plane would move into its attack range. And then you had... You could set different... Like, it, the more aggressive you set it, the closer it would get. So it could go even further inside its range to make it more likely to hit. But then it would get shot more. Yeah, and then you could tell it to back off or whatever, depending oh, on what weapons you had. That's kind of cool. So it's actually slightly more complicated. A bit more in- involved. Because those, <laughs> those fights usually end in a matter of seconds. Yeah. This. <laughs> So anyway, moving so on. That's yeah, so, uh, other game I played from the uh, Steam sale, which was £1.74. Bargain. Was, I haven't played it since for like a week and a half, I don't think. So, right. so I have to get my memory together for it. But uh, it was Hotline Miami. Oh, I have that, but I haven't played it yet. Which is a little bit buggy, but also freaking amazing. <laughs> It's. I really like it. I, it's really good. I mean, I could see why. I, I read the. Um, I think Eurogamer gave it ten out of ten. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I can see where they're coming from. It's madness to give it ten out of ten, obviously, because it is like a bit busted in places hmm. and a bit weird and like and like. How can you give anything ten out of ten? Yes. But that, but for one pound seventy four, I would happily give it ten out of ten because <laughs> it's it's mental. Um, I don't know, and I—I I mean, the thing about it is, is there's the combination of the of the the gameplay itself, and also the whole atmosphere it sets up is weirdly effective, considering it's this weird two D top down yeah. pixel. But it's so well done. The the hyper, the hyper neon and the crazy, yeah. and the crazy wobbly text on everything. Yeah, everything wobble, everything woozy, yeah. and it's pretty much. I mean, apparently in the credits. Uh, the the director of Drive is, is specifically thanked as like the key inspiration because <laughs> no. it pretty much is Drive like yeah, the, yeah. The, the whole the music style the synth yeah pop I guess the eighties weirdness yeah. not that the Drive is set in the eighties but somehow it feels yeah 80s. it has that kind of uh, yeah uh, yeah I guess some somebody like said described it as like oh it's got graphics of GTA one with the style of Vice City, but no, it's a lot more gritty <laughs> yeah. and uh, grim. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it only uh, I like it more because I like to drive, for example. I know uh, other yeah, people maybe. might not like maybe. that weird stuff. Well, I can but see that, goes... but I, like Kippers wouldn't be into drive. I no, he think, wouldn't. No. But, but he likes Hotline Miami, right? Okay. Pretty... Well, I think it's because Kippers likes the game. Those type of games, like yeah. Mighty Visor, can really he, he like, Yeah, he likes like high action, simple games, things that you just yeah. do the same thing over and over until you get better. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool, which is what it is. I mean, it it's literally, it's got the... It's, well, it's the shmup thing, isn't it? That's why, that's why I like shmups. It's a similar sort of thing. Simple game, really, but, you know, you do, you do get better at them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I wouldn't, in that respect, I guess yeah. I compare it, but it's not really... I thought it was... I, I'd seen some footage and uh, and I completely got the wrong idea. I thought it was a shoot, a really fast paced shooter. Oh no, it's not. No, and no. it's so not. I mean, like, you when to, you, you see videos, kind of methodical. yeah, when you see videos of it, you see people doing perfect runs, which looks like you have to have insane reactions to be able to like do mm. any of it. Uh, but it's not really like that at all. In fact, I spend most of my time playing the game 
just hanging out in a corridor outside waiting. a room, <laughs> waiting, waiting a and thinking, how the hell? Because you basically, you have to murder everyone in a room within about one second, otherwise you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just that you have, so I spend ages planning it. I'm sure a lot of people probably could uh, uh, spend less time and get through, mm. maybe, but I'm, I'm just like, because it's like so tense, and then you suddenly burst in and, and, and you have so to murderize everyone instantly. So what's the biggest structure of the game? Is it basically just, you know, like like a level by level sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, so it's... um. It's yeah, it's level by level, and in between every level, there's a little bit of kind of story, but there's, so there's a like a it's a level where you move around, but there's no threats mm. or whatever. That's a story, and generally you just go and pick up your presumably pick up your money in a paper bag for, or whatever it is for what mm. you're doing, because all you do is you start in your apartment every time, you go to your phone and you get the job, which has some weird. Um, like, it's never like, oh, we need you to kill these guys here. It's always, oh, we need you to deliver a pizza. Or, oh, we need okay. or some, some weird thing that, some that like, they just give you the address. And then afterwards, you go to some establishment like uh, like a video rental place or a pizza parlor or something. And it's always the same guy behind the counter who mm. gives you, um, you know, presumably cash. I don't know. But none of it seems to, like... Like, you have no idea why you're doing what you're doing or what's <laughs> really going on. It's not really story-driven. No, and you can tell your guy is... Well, that's the thing. I think it does have a no-rocking story. Hmm. Um, it's going to be revealed at the last possible Yeah, <laughs> only it gets revealed at the end, which I haven't seen. But um, you, um, you're definitely going insane. Because, like, well, you see these guys... You wear masks that give you different bonuses on that you can choose at the start of the mission. Hmm. But you also see visions of like guys in masks that talk to you yeah, like weird. in like weird chicken masks and yeah. masks and things and like get like ask you like weird questions <laughs> and, shit. and like yeah there's and and everything outside the play area is like glowing oh, with yeah, yeah, insane yeah. neon and then i was trying to work out how the wooziness actually works because i mean when you're talking to people like their their heads like woozing back and forth and the the text is like wobbly, yeah. wobbling crazily but like when you're in a level it rocks back and forth, but only when you're moving. So oh, you okay. Stop. So it's momentum rocking. Well, I, it's not based on your momentum or anything. Oh, but it, it, no, no, it just twists the level as you move. I oh, think I see. it just rocks back and forth. So everything's always on a on a wonk. Hmm. Nothing, despite the fact that it's basically a grid based two D down. It's never. I don't think you can even walk far enough to make it line up square because i think it always has to be on the wonk yeah, to a certain degree uh which uh, just makes the whole thing really weird and woozy uh but yeah the main game burst in and murderize everyone and uh, uh yeah the instant you die which happens all the time you get instantly restarted just from from the yeah, not like, even the start of that level, just the start of that floor. So okay, some of the levels cool. with like multiple floors. Yeah. So the, the levels are sort of segregated. At least you don't have to worry about people coming up from downstairs. No, or, you don't. Okay. No, they, it's only people on your floor that you have to worry about. I think in general, um, I'm not very Swiss. Um, uh, so let me think. And so at first, I thought guns are a waste of time and it's all all melee is the way mm. to go but you do start to realize that guns are kind of useful <laughs> was it not presumably a shotgun in those tight spaces yeah shotguns are the best yeah. i think uh the other guns are 
there's an auto shotgun, which is the most useful because hmm. you can kind of you can do your one second plan, just yeah. walk in and go bang, bang, bang. Well, no, not really. It's more because the, more like trigger them and then back out the room. Yeah, and just come to you. Yeah, in the line. <laughs> you basically kite them towards you sometimes oh, on later yeah. levels. So basically, the AI is super dumb. dumb. Like it looks like something we could have made on the Games Factory, pretty much. <laughs> like they they kind of walk. Well, they do have pathfinding because they will walk once they've triggered a like alarm or whatever, or they know where you are. They will navigate around yeah. but other than that it's so basic like they just sort of they have patrols but then if you disrupt the, disrupt them they kind of get they just start like bouncing ball bouncing movement, ball movement. <laughs> yeah. they just bounce around the room and then sometimes they'll actually it's... hit a door and go out and then be the different yeah sometimes they move so, so every time you start the floor again it's not always exactly the same because hmm. not... it's like all the patrolling guys are the same but there's normally like one dude who's just random just, like wobbled somewhere or something <laughs> So have you played much of this thing? No, I haven't played it at all. I just saw videos. Oh, you just saw videos? Okay. Uh, it's a shame you didn't get it in the sale, actually. Yeah, I was thinking about Yeah. Wait for the next sale. I yeah, guess. next sale. Uh, but, um, yeah, exactly. So you have to kind of... And there are, later on, you can sort of... You can get away with... Once the levels get a little bit bigger, you can get away with running away and hiding, and they will kind of lose you hmm. if they've been following you. But then, I don't know. It's It's a real... It's it, it it you know there's a, definitely a certain amount of luck to actually mm-hmm. getting through a floor, uh, combined with all the skill that you've learned. So you do end up doing this the same starting bit over and over again, and just you know murderizing five guys with one swing or something yeah. like that. But then you have to plan the next part, and I don't know. So the combination of the atmosphere is and the story stuff. Not that I understand what the hell is going on. It's <laughs> really that's really good. And then the gameplay is just really addictive. Yeah, because once you do one, you just have to start the next one. Pretty much. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's reassuring. It's really it's really awesome. good. Love it. And I thought it's hyper violent. Like it's so violent. (laughs) Like the blood is splat. The best thing about it is, is like once you get to the end of a level where you've done three floors of murdering people, you get to the end. The music stops in uh, once you've killed the last guy. The the awesome eighties music, which is Mm. really well done, uh, because it's kind of sinister as well. Uh, it's not like happy go lucky eighties synth or whatever. It's like really it, but it stops and there's this sort of wah sound, and and then you have to walk back to your car. So you walk past like oh. these seeds of carnage, like blood that's, and guts that's, that's all over the walls, and you walk down every floor and you see it. Well. <laughs> it's so cool because it's like my god, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I like that because there's uh, the mechanic that. Um, if you knock someone down with a with a see because you, you can use the doors to uh, to uh, knock people down. Oh, that's cool. So when they walk past, if you open the door on them, that will knock them down. But um, by default, that won't kill them. Mm. You have to run up, grab them, and sl- smash their head oh, into the God. floor. And then, of course, this is all pixelated and like from above. Yeah, yeah. But but you know you know what's really going on. Yeah, so and it's, it, <laughs> it's not really you're not really seeing it you know it's not no. like manhunt no not at but all it's like but it's, it's enough there it's like, i guess that's why, why gta you know you know that sort of argument isn't it that, you know gta even the first gta really pretty violent really but it's i guess but it doesn't have the graphicness of this despite no. being a similar perspective mm. like gta one people just sort of explode into you know, you hit them with one machine gun bullet, and they sort of they fall over and there's some blood. Yeah, exactly. But this is like it—it it does spray up the walls and or along <laughs> the carpet and stuff. They've done that like really well. 
uh, and and when you die, of course, which happens all the time, it's like because <laughs> 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 they will just turn down and shoot you instantly if you mm. the slightest hesitation, which is uh, so the combination of bad UI uh, AI with instant kill reaction times on the mm. AI is like pretty pretty interesting. It's basically like the game that your parents were worried about in 1991 <laughs> made real. No, that's yeah. Double Dragon 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was significantly less violent. Yeah. yeah, but this is like what people were... Yeah, Double Dragon 2. Yeah, But this is like much worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah. So, please... Yeah. Don't let your kids play it. Don't, yeah. Oh, and that one of them, the mask that I wear the most, actually, is the one... The Don Juan, which is the horse head, oh, and that that means that the uh, the door thing kills. So oh, it's really useful. useful. In yeah. fact, you can totally jip that because quite a few times I've had rooms where like the pairs of guys w- patrol around the mm-hmm. outside of a big room, and if there's a door, you can wait until the one of them goes past, open the door, or the other one will go splat, mm-hmm. and then just run away, and the other guys won't notice, and the doors kind of swing so the door's now open so you then have to wait for them to walk around and like walk past and like close the door as they walk past and then you can repeat rinse and repeat (laughs) they don't even notice the blood of the guy that's obviously been killed by a door oh that's funny yeah so it's not quite mark of the ninja still no 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 not at all not at all yeah no no it's not as slick as mark of the ninja but i i prefer it to mark of the ninja i have to say Oh, it sounds like it'll be more fun. Yeah, it's more as fun. good as Mark of the Ninja was. You know, stealth games. I'm not sure stealth is fun. Depends how you do it, but yeah. yeah. I, I, despite the fact that Mark of the Ninja did stealth incredibly well, I was surprised by not liking it as much as I. Because I'm a stealth kind of guy sometimes. Yeah, well, I think I found it more enjoyable than I normally would a stealth game. Right, but I'm still not sure that stealth is a particularly fun thing for me. Mm. But. That's why certain elements of Assassin's Creed are super annoying, and why certain elements—not that Assassin's Creed particularly does stealth that well in places—it yeah, does, does do it poorly um, in places. But yeah, Splinter Cell. Oh, well, uh, I never started even started Wind Wink. <laughs> I think the Chaos Theory, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, was probably my favourite for mm. stealth. I, I should. I, I I'm kind of remiss because I should have played the Metal Gear games, and I guess they they're probably better. But who knows? A different kind of stealth, yeah. really. Anyway, Spencer Cell kind of wrote that book on how to do stealth in uh, a three-dimensional space. Well, it was kind of came after them. It, it did come after Metal Gear, but Metal Gear is still kind of simplistic, mostly two D focused. Yeah, that's of, true. Yeah, you know, hide around a corner type thing, as opposed to like you're know, using the light and using the yeah the light stuff. Yeah, you know, Spencer Cell kind of wrote that book. Ooh, uh, light. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, play it. Cool, yes. Uh, it'd, be, it would be, it'd be awesome to play Hotline <laughs> Miami any? in one big go. That would be amazing. If it was mm. like a super hot night and you just played it all the way through, I bet that would be a mind-blowing. I wonder how long the game is. But yeah, it's, yeah it's, I played like five, six hours of it, so it must be reasonably long. Well, yeah, but that's because that I, that I hang around outside the the, the doors. But so yes, yeah. let's do the news, shall we? Let's do, let's do the news. No, no, no hang on. Because we're doing it, the, we're well, no, I just the classic to, other format. Well, I just wanted Maybe to slot it in in the middle it. here well, before we get on to the other stuff we've been playing. Like, just, you know, while, while there's a gap in stuff that I could particularly segue to, I suppose. Um, though the only real sort of news that I can think of that happened in the last two weeks was the most recent, uh, in the last couple of days, the most recent Xbox news. Oh, yes. And that you can now, 
they're, oh, they're no. apparently allowing self-publishing <laughs> in some form. Just gradually getting rid of all the shit that made them different from Sony. Slowly, yeah. slowly, like retreating. So that yeah, they've said, hey, yeah, indie guys, you can, you can, you, you're allowed in. Um, but what neither Sony nor um, Microsoft have really said is how they're going to solve the discoverability problem. Because does this mean? Um, of the escapist news kind of rightly said does this mean that the stores are just going to be filled with crap kind of like the android and apple stores are like and that it's just yeah or or that yeah or the, the, the xbox crap, indie yeah. store is just like you know stupid <laughs> there are some this there's some good stuff there but good luck finding it blind um yeah so how, how, how are they gonna how are they gonna get around that issue or are they simply just not and they're just going to adopt an android and ios model and just say look it's the wild west you guys if it's known and you want to go find it, then search for it. We'll have our own featured sets and stuff like that. But if you're... Um, I think that'd be okay as long as you highlight the right areas. And make yeah. It, and make it's, it super easy to like search with your voice or whatever. It's weird because, in, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's a, you can win in this particular argument, really. Because do, should you elevate um, or, you know... A, if if someone writes an incredibly good indie game that's not really discovered or that people don't haven't really stumbled upon it, it's like would, does that never get elevated for some reason? You know, or, or are you just relying on the fact that you know these things will get picked up, someone will play it, and it will word of mouth its way eventually to the top? Like, I wonder what the the time turnaround is for that sort of thing, hmm. unless you're already. Um, coming in with big publisher backing, um, you know, I, 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 you wouldn't be in the scenario, I guess, where if you launched the game, you were going to expect right day one sales. This is going to be our best day, and it's like no, because no one knows about it. <laughs> you know that kind of problem. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm not sure how you really. I don't know sure if you can really tackle that with self-publishing, unless you have an enormous team in, at Microsoft, basically just playing everything that comes through and say this is really good. But then I wonder if that's what the QA process is. I don't know. You know. I guess there's, all you, this, there's all this craziness around when you start thinking about self-publishing. I guess you could try and do something like the Steam Greenlight stuff, but that that um, has had that, its problems. Yeah, that does have its problems. There are certain there are certain genres of game that seem to just garner a lot more attention, despite them all being clones of each other. Yeah, like the Minecraft block game is like all over Greenlight. And <laughs> it's all over Xbox as well. It's all over Xbox as well. It's yeah, because they make money for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. Like not that nothing, not that Minecraft obviously deserves to make money, but all these weird clothes is like, well, yeah, they, they they're just money? they're just bad Minecrafts most of them, yeah. and it's yeah, which is which is odd, and you know some lesser, uh, some other well not lesser games, but uh, other games get less noticed when they really deserve to be. Like it took Pinball Arcade friggin' ages to get green lighted, and that should be a no brainer because it's like it's been doing super well on. <laughs> on the platforms that you can actually get it on, mm. um, you know, little things like that. And there, there are some stuff that I have voted for <coughs> in Greenlight that look pretty damn awesome and emotionally complete, but haven't really been picked up. Yeah, and that kind of way, you know, mm. na- naturally that's going to happen to some things, but naturellement, yeah. I, I, I'll give Greenlight to you. Actually, the things that have does do have seemed to have surfaced for it are mostly pretty good. Yeah, actually, the ones that do actually make it through the process. It's been some good stuff there. Yeah, we see how that continues, mm. and how Microsoft and Sony manage things. Yeah, 
coming maybe, out to maybe, launch. Yeah, as you say, maybe they just copy that model <laughs> and do some stuff. So I'm done with news now. I thought that was all. There's a bit of news on the RAM situation on the new oh, consoles. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this argument's still happening. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, so what is it? I can't remember that they both have eight gigs, right? But yes. but, but Xbox has this. Xbox has DDR three has slower a slower and it has a kind of sort of weird cache cache thing. thing. The other the thing about that was the I can't, I'm trying to remember the figures, but it's like the amount that's actually available for games. Oh yeah, it's a lot less on Xbox than it is on PS4 because the, the Xbox thing. is allocating more to its various operating system. So what I've read is that. Xbox operate, uh, allocates three gigs to the game, which sounds a bit low. Oh wow, that is quite low. And and PS3, the the four, the new news is that it, it allocates five and a half with a flexibility up to no, sorry, four and a half with a flexibility up to five and a half in future, possibly. Huh, weird. something like that. So both both situations aren't actually as good as we were because no, the, the, the PS4 one was pretty. Wasn't it something like that? You get like seven of the eight. Like it was what they were originally saying. That's about. That doesn't seem to be true. No. So, but still, that that three sounds a bit odd, doesn't it? But it, anyway, but they're definitely saying it's more than certainly a lot, quite a bit more than the Xbox gives you. But that still seems like a small proportion of the overall RAM. And why do you need like freaking? Why does the Xbox need freaking four or five gigs for, for the OS? OS? What's it doing? What? Well, it is or like the OS is always on, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. maybe, that, maybe some of that allocation is for game DM, uh, game DVR. Yeah, probably. I mean, they talked about that this week or last week. Well, what? yeah, true. I, I don't really got... think that was much news because we still don't really know if that's if, if game DVR is on all the time or if it's like because they, they so far they've only ever really talked about it in context of Killer Instinct. Yeah, they've said it's like five minutes or something. Yeah, it's five, it's five minutes with an instant um, 30 second save yep. for anything that you, you save. I think you can use Connect to say, hey, Xbox, record that, and it will save the last 30 seconds immediately uh -huh. um, without you having to go to. If you want to access the whole last five minutes, you need to go to the video editor. Uh -huh. um, and it's. It's also, I'm not sure if they, again, made this clear whether it's, uh, presumably it's only recording the game part of the console. Like, it's not recording the OS and it's not recording... Uh, well, who knows? We, we don't know. That kind of stuff. So it's still still a bit... And yeah, because presumably if there's, like, a delay in you having to go to the game DVR program, which there might not be, because it might be one of these things allocated in the stupid amount of RAM they're <laughs> allocating to the OS. Yeah. Um, that, you know... Uh, when you go to that, is it, is it the last little bit of your recording got you going to game DVRs like, or the upload studio, whatever they called it? Mm -hmm. um, you know, will it have recorded that bit? <laughs> like, slightly ruining the amount of time you had. Still, five minutes is okay. It's not as good as the 10 minute PS4 one, but you know, yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's something. I think it's, it's a little bit more, I think, than we were all expecting. Mm. So, that's something. Yes. News. News. Uh, Back to game. Yes. Well, there's some more. Here's a pointless bit of news that we probably won't have any reason to talk about for any period of time. Activision Blizzard split off from Vivendi. Oh, I heard that. For yeah. a ludicrously large amount of money. Yeah, what they, did they? they bought like, what, 47% of their shares? Yeah, so Vivendi's Back, down to like 20. Back from Vivendi, which cost 5.6 billion or something. That would be in. Oh, oh. US. Yeah. Was it eight billion US dollars? I think so. Freaking heck! Jeez, that's like that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a... But we don't care, so. 
<laughs> we don't play any games. What does that really mean, though? <laughs> well, the autonomy thing, debacle was like 11 billion or something. Hmm. Um, so, so that's the amount they wrote down autonomy to okay. HP. <laughs> anyway, uh, 8 billion means they don't have to worry about whatever Vivendi's policies are. I guess. <laughs> we can make them shit as violent as we want now, because... But I, wonder if they, I, I do wonder if, uh, how much... They must have had have mostly free reign, because Blizzard don't exactly... They don't churn stuff out, do they? So no. they must have had a lot of patience from Vivendi for that kind of stuff. You know, so they must have had fairly free reign on what they do. There's that division as well. They do more stuff a bit quicker. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I don't think Vivendi would have had much control over them. No. You know, because Activision are the ones putting the squeeze on, like, Call of Duty and stuff like that. Or maybe they're not. Yeah. Maybe maybe none of it is Activision's fault. <laughs> they're just being told what to do. That, that would be weird. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. Now, apparently. Well, no, we'll still see Call of Duty every year. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's about that. But maybe it'll be different. Maybe now we'll get Call of Duty in space. Maybe it's <laughs> yeah. Javendi that didn't want it to go to space. Yeah, maybe. It's so such an obvious progression from the insanity that's going... They already had scenes in space yeah. mm, for no reason. Um, but well, they were, they were, yeah, they weren't really, like, proper scenes, were they? I suppose no. they were, like, little cutouts to say, hey, this nuke is mysteriously wafting this satellite. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping that, you know, uh, hoping that probably, and not that it might not be my thing at all, although it looked really fun, but I'm hoping that Titanfall will make a big dent into Call of Duty. Yeah, I think it, and, it needs, will. There needs to be a bit more competition, really. You know, good competition, let's put it that way. Yeah. Because um, Call of Duty owns it way too much. I suppose there's Battlefield. Battlefield does is is the nearest competitor, I guess. It's a bit too involved to just jump into this travel battlefield where you could compared to Call of Duty. Yeah, definitely. It requires a different level of commitment, yeah. but um and the, obviously the games are longer and it's a little less arcadey mm. than Call of Duty's. But uh yeah, it would be well, it would be interesting to see maybe Titanfall doesn't actually you know, we don't know enough about Titanfall to really say is it gonna be that drop in, drop out, you know. I expect um, it would be less involved than Battlefield. Yeah. It certainly looked like it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, a bit more straight deathmatchy. <laughs> it did look more straight deathmatchy, or, or I guess it was a kind of capture the point type deal that yeah. they were playing. But it still, it didn't look like a, a very more, big map. A bit more quakey, shall we? Yeah, quakish. Yeah. Quake. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It would be nice to shake it up a bit. Perhaps, perhaps we've had this dominance way too long. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would be great is if an arena shooter just turned up and just owned the uh, map. it's not going to happen. I know. What what if Quake Five happened? See, those arena shooters don't really work on consoles, do they? Like the the reaction times and stuff, and the mouse and keyboard thing. Was but that's kind pretty of much what Call of Duty is. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of disguised by like a quite but, slow movement speed and and. Uh, you move pretty quick. Well, n- not compared to Quake Three. No, true. Well, it's <coughs> definitely not as as much as Nexus or or, or Nexwiz or yeah. how you're supposed to say that because that's lightning fast that game. Yeah. I mean, Unreal was pretty fast as well. Yeah. UT and stuff. Uh, but UT3 is pretty playable on Xbox. It's yeah. pretty good. That was a complete failure. Though, yeah, it was. It was, yeah. it was a bit of a flop. I just kind of tell you mm. the attitudes have it's a shame. seriously changed. It's a shame. I suppose the last thing I would be... I don't know if Monday Night Combat really counts. It's kind of arena shootery, but even that's quite slow movement, I guess. <laughs> Super slow. Yeah. It's weird. Not even Halo really counts. 
No, certainly not. Well, he doesn't. I don't think arena shooters necessarily have to be fast. They just have to be. Um, there's a certain mentality, I suppose, to how you go into them, and I suppose Halo is probably the closest thing we have. Halo Four, I guess. Um, depending on the map, yeah. Setup, but, yeah, and maybe the health style is—is is the health style a crucial element to an arena shooter? You know, the non-regenerating or non-quick regenerating style health system. To know, I think you could probably. That'd be an interesting experiment to put regenerating quick, should it, yeah, should quick it, should health it just, into Quake 3 or something. Yeah. Because that would change all the maps because you'd have to replace the health packs. Yeah, or what if you had, where well, you have slightly more, you know, if you did like a Halo game where you have slightly more health, but it's only a slow regen and a slow consistent regen rather than the fast. I don't like regen. the idea of like hiding in a corner and waiting for your thing to recharge in cover when you're. Oh, in but that was the whole point. You had to go find something to boost yourself, wasn't it? That was like so you do get a benefit for being alive for some amount of time, but you need to go find like a health pack or a yeah. shield booster, something like that. To... That's what I mean. Like that, it encourages movement more than than the yeah. Regen so, you, so you could you could well yeah, but it would be a slow. That's what I mean. That's why I make it a slow regen. So you're still getting something for being alive, uh-huh. but you you could. It's like a risk reward thing in a way. You you'll get more of a reward if you go out and try and find a health pack. Or... Oh, I see. So you you would just have like kind of like the medic uh, in TF2 where they get yeah a yeah a little bit time. something like that yeah um, maybe a little bit quicker than the TF2 medic but something like that. I wonder if that would work or make it a little bit more balanced. Not sure. Interesting. It's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Because you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of dead genre. Does TF2 count as an arena shooter? No. No? Oh, it's got elements of it with the yeah. scout and the, the, the soldier's rocket launcher that, uh, that, that kind of borrowed. Because it came from arena shooter because it kind of. Yeah, like kind a mod of. for. It was a Half Life mod. It was a Quake mod, wasn't it? No, I think the first one was a Half Life mod. I think it was a Quake mod, actually. Yeah. And then, and then the Half Life mod came after that. Oh, you mean there was. There was a Quake 1 or Quake As one. well as the Half-Life. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And 2 Fort has been around since then yeah, as well. 2 Fort was on Quake, yeah. Huh. Which looks hilarious because it's like obviously brown, that brown Quake water yeah, in between. Yeah, yeah. And like the bridge is all, well, oh, the whole thing like is like slab. totally <laughs> slab of that. Everything in Quake was brown. So yeah, it was all much. brown. Uh, brown on brown. Uh, yeah. It was seventies game design. <laughs> I don't understand why they did the that. It's really weird. There's no technical reason. Uh, no, no technical that. reason. But I guess it was like trying to be grimy, I suppose, and yeah. a bit hellish, and like you know the, that kind of Diablo esque look to it is all kind of a bit brown as well. Ah, brown. Ah, brown. What was that level on that Toke's Towers on Quake Two? Quake Two. You yeah. had to like jump. Into the pool with like a quadded super shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> that's so dumb. It was pretty great. Wee! That, that level was dumb, in yeah. all honesty. Yeah, but it was a uh, it was pretty funny, especially against dumb bots. <laughs> Just right, get the quadded um, BFG sorted. <laughs> <laughs> BFG Quake Two was ridiculous. That's great. <laughs> the giant handle yeah. thing, and the like uh, exhaust yeah <laughs> hot rod thing. exhausts and it fired an incredible slow moving ball of plasma that had like lasers cutting out of it you didn't want to be near it when the ball exploded no <laughs> splash damage of doom it was pretty great anyway games hey. I've been playing games Rob's been playing <laughs> fuck you <laughs> I've been playing stuff <laughs> um, so, I, so I started Infamous 
cool. on, on, on the PS3. Uh, pick that up. Awesome. Oh, I've had it for ages because it came. It, um, it was free when oh. um, Sony did their "We're Sorry" thing. Oh, cool! After the hack, so I've had it sat on my PS3 for ages. Um, it's a goofy fucking game. Yeah, that's how I'd describe it. It's really goofy. It's like right from the start, something doesn't feel quite right. Okay, because the, the movement is just weird. It's like everything runs really quickly. Like you run really fast, and your animation is super exaggerated running. And right. It, it, naturally, the, one of the first things I tried was the rotate the stick thing to see how the animation yeah. handles. You just sort of jog on the spot, sort of awkwardly looking over your shoulders awesome. as it tries to do. It looks really weird. Um, but yeah, that's sort of the look of the game is kind of a bit. It's a bit janky. It's very reminiscent of the old Crackdown, like yeah. the first Crackdown. Yeah, well, it was um, kind of in that. It's in the same sort of time frame. And, vein. Yeah, because I, oh, I remember at the time thinking that uh, Prototype looked goofier than Infamous, but they both look pretty goofy. Yeah, but to be fair, they're both goofy. So. Yeah. yeah, not um, quite Saints Row level of goof, but but it goes to the level of like where they, if if they ever need to cut in on a on a character, they you know for a cutscene or something, their animation is kind of stin- like a bit sudden. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not very human-like. And there's no mouth animation, really. The mouth just opens puppet style. Ma, 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 ma. Yeah, it's, ma, 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 Which looks a bit funny. Which is weird, because some of, the, some of the graphics in that game are really nice. The way things explode, quite nice. The way the... Um, there's a lot of underground sections in the game where it's completely dark, apart from your electric hands giving a blue glow to everything near you. And that looks really cool. Because cool. it's casting shadows and stuff based on... Like, you can see your hands casting... Or your legs and stuff, casting shadows, and it's awesome. It's re- it looks really good. Um, it's a bit of a mixed bag, on yeah. The a good visual, visual mixed bag. Um, so it does it does do some nice things, um, and in a way, it kind of it, it it in terms of mechanics and the way its combat flows, you can think of Sync Saints Row really because it is like um, you know third person open-world shooting, I guess. And it, pl- it plays quite similarly to how Saints Row Stuck Combat does. So with one neat bonus, in that because there's no weapons, as in you don't pick up guns and you yeah. don't do anything, everything is available to you on your controller without you having to switch. Right. And That's cool. I'm not sure I can stress enough just how much of a difference that actually makes, because at any point you know you have everything that you can do available to like you. Like a fighting game, almost. Yeah, I don't have to do an awkward switch to say to get out the rocket launcher because that's going to be more appropriate for this situation using a weapon wheel or worse a number button on the PC mm-hmm. and it's I just know oh, if I if I tap X at this point I'm going to send a shockwave forward and fling these guys and then I can hold up on the D-pad to go to precision mode if I want to snipe them out of the air while they're flying and it's like just everything's there and it's it's really great to have that there it does mean you have a li- perhaps a limited selection of moves compared to some games but it just makes that so much more streamlined and so much more accessible Mm. um if i fuck up a scenario it's not because i was struggling with a menu or it's not because i was um uh you know befuddled by the controls (laughs) which is which is nice it's it it feels kind of fresh in a way um fresh enough for i suppose for a game that was made in 2009 yeah i think yeah um um, so yeah i'm it's, it's kind of fun it is kind of fun um, in a kind of a dumb way, it's kind of you know, it's not really a you don't really think about things in okay. that game. It's yeah. it's and again a bit like Saints Row, you just go places to fuck shit up, um, <laughs> shoot some dudes, 
um, zap him in the head. Um, some of the electric stuff has a has a you know some drawbacks. As an electric is quite a uh, a wide effect, I suppose. Right. It's like you know if you zap something, other stuff around it kind it of zaps. Chained and so stuff. You, yeah, so you can it can be a little difficult to see sometimes exactly what you've hit and what you haven't hit mm-hmm. because everything kind of just gets electrified and it doesn't always do damage to things like being a, being all zappy. Um, like you have to hit people and all of that. Hitting stuff nearby doesn't hurt them, but the thing they may be leaning against may be electrified and it won't hurt them, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's, so it's sometimes a little difficult to tell um, exactly what you're doing. Um, and it does... There's quite an emphasis on building climbing, which is kind of slightly janky in itself because you're basically just pushing into it, tapping X as often as you can. It's sort of do this weird hoppy thing up the side of the building. Um and uh, some, sometimes it like it'll not attach to a certain object, or you won't quite get enough height for some reason on one jump, and then you'll do exactly the same jump again, and you'll make it right. That kind of thing. So it's 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 a little bit weird with the building climbing and um, some of the platforming. There are some sections where it forces you to platform, and some of those aren't so great. There's no Assassin's Creed style leaping into space, though. Is that no, right? no, it, it doesn't do that. But it's just it's sometimes it's a little bad at the detection of you actually getting hold of something. Right. Um, the, there is one of the underground sections where the, they like to use the underground sections to introduce new mechanics. Um, often with a platforming section, perhaps in between certain bits. And there's a couple of those where the, the mechanics don't quite work, especially on the moving platforms where you just don't quite grab onto it and like you fall through the floor and just die. And then it puts you quite a way back sometimes when you do that, and it's really irritating um, having to do that on the lengthy section again um, because of a glitch, um, which can happen several times over. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's probably where it falls down is some of the platformy stuff. But it's quite cool when you get, like, induction on your feet and you can start grinding along rails. Oh, electrified awesome. Electrified rails and stuff like that. And then jump off induction. the end. Yeah, yeah, it calls it induction. But, yeah, you, and, then, and then when you're in the air, you fire static boosters from your hands so you can glide for a while um, at quite high speed after coming off these rails. And it's kind of cool doing that. And if you get practiced at it, perhaps when you're, like, in the air, you can activate precision mode, which slows down time. Um, as you do it, um, it's costing you energy while you do it, but then you can snipe people while you're flying oh, through you're the flying. air. Oh, <laughs> it's like ridiculous. It's, it's pretty crazy. It, it's, it, that kind of stuff is hard to pull off, but it's, it seems justifiably hard. You know what I mean? You're doing yeah. something d- crazy. Um, there's a lot of stuff to find in the world, like a lot of blast shards, basically, which just give you more electricity that you can hold at any one time. Um, it's got an, it's, the way it plays, actually, you use electricity as your power is kind of interesting because you, you can run out of it pretty quick. Right. Um, you don't hold a lot of charge. Um, and in order to get it back, you have to find a source of electricity and go, Rah! next to it. For a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you hold your hands in the air and, <laughs> and sort of just recharge. do a sort of action. And it, um, yeah, and then your, your bar fills up. And uh, before that thing gets overloaded or just has no juice left and... Um, you can only use things so much. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting because it adds a sort of... You can't just blast everything with your most powerful thing all the time because chances are, like, sniping, for instance, uses a lot of your energy. Um, so you can't do that very often. Um, or unless there's a power source nearby. Um, in fact, some of the weakest elements of the game are probably when... It, like the, the game goes through a bit of a cycle, so the first thing you generally have to do when you go to a new area is turn on the power. Mm. 
And of course that leaves you in a bit of a problem because for a while there's no power. There's not a lot you can recharge from. Right. And the, the area of that, those parts of the game tend to be swarming with enemies. Oh. Which makes well, it kind of... Early on. Uh, yeah, sort of, yeah. It's not so bad right at the start. But right. then I'm about halfway through and those those bits are becoming the most difficult part of the game. Right. Um, just getting to where I'm supposed to go so I can get underground and turn the power on. That's proving really tricky. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um because there's, there's there'll be trucks with machine guns down there. Yeah, because as I say, just, as, once, as soon as the power's back on, you're a bit nicer. Even if there are tons of guys, you've got more areas you can run away to and recharge. Because if you're recharging, that also gives you a bit of your health back. So if you're right. entering the heartbeat phase, I suppose it does that classic thing where you don't really see your health, but the game will start to go a bit fuzzy if you start dying and that kind of thing. Um, and you can get make it recharge quicker. Um so yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. It's I, I think I'm coming away. Uh, I had fairly low expectations, if I'm honest. Like I wasn't quite sure because again, it fell, fell into that infamous versus prototype bracket. I'm not sure either came off very well because of it um, at that period of time. And actually playing it through, it's 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 not so bad. It's not hmm. so bad. It's kind of it's kind of enjoyable, but you just can't really. If you put it next to, say, maybe Infamous 2, which is a much better looking game, yeah. or you put it next to something a lot, you know, even a modern PlayStation game, it looks a bit funky. And it's it doesn't play as well as sure. newer newer stuff. It doesn't play as well as Saints Row, say, for instance, that kind of stuff. But it's... <laughs> for something that's free and, you know, is it something perhaps to uh, give me an introduction to what Infamous is all about. Yeah. It's, it's not been so bad. Because you could be tempted by the new ones. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people are. A lot of people are pretty excited about Second Son. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's interesting to get in. I, uh, a friend of mine who has played both the games and is playing through Infamous 2 again at the moment, uh, Eddie, has been saying that, you know, Infamous 2 actually isn't as fun as the first one, as oh, in right. it's a better crafted game in terms of production value and... Um, how it hangs together, but it's not actually as interesting to, to play through. Um, which is which is weird, because normally the, the, the first sequel is kind of where they just take what they've already done and refine it to the point where it's... Yeah. Um, where it's a better game. Um, not necessarily reinventing the wheel, but apparently they haven't really done that this time. Um, oh, according to him, anyway. Yeah. Opinion, but it has a lot of yeah. yeah. Had, I remember it having a pretty big following when it came out, especially because it had that crazy level editor stuff. Yeah, two did. Yeah, yeah. Infamous two has. Yeah, there's none of that in one, but yeah. yeah, Infamous two had that crazy level editor mode. We could make like little sub games out of objects and things like that. That and, sounded quite fun. Yeah, I just wonder it was, how much of that is still around. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird. I remember seeing like rudimentary pinball games being made in it and stuff like that back back when it was uh, fairly newly released. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, but I, I, I've accidentally left my PlayStation controller Eddie, so that's on hiatus for a while. Okay. Um, <laughs> Easily done. Yeah, that's that pretty stupid. Um, I started playing Binding of Isaac, as I mentioned earlier, which mm-hmm. has that kind of... It, it, it's it's quite... It's weird game, because I kind of thought, well, maybe I could do it and you know, pick it up when I have a little bit of time and I can just do a quick run. And it's like, well, the problem is when you're having a good run, it's not a quick run. No, and you can't see run. <laughs> no, there's no mid-game <laughs> save. There's no... Um, it's it's taken me like three three and a bit hours to just finish my first run properly because it's pretty difficult. Yep. Um, and the random can really fuck you up. Well, especially when you don't know what stuff does. <laughs> yeah. 
there's a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of stuff where it's just like I'm not quite so sure. There's some. There's a lot of. I spent a little bit of time looking on the wikia to see what just how, how just how deep the rabbit hole goes. It's pretty deep. Mm. There's a lot of crazy secrets and a lot of things that you may or may not see for a very long time, which may explain why Kippers has several hundred hours in this well, game. Also, it was his streaming thing. Well, yeah. Um, it was a game that was easy to stream, and everyone on Twitch was doing it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. It's, I, I really like, I quite like the structure of it, but I'm just not, I'm not so sold on how it actually plays. You yeah. know, just, just the movement of it. And I think the sort of, the style of game and the way that the visuals are done kind of clash a little. Um, because it's very floaty in how everything looks and feels. Like, your your movement has momentum, your movement has... Uh, and your tears get affected, which your bullets get affected by um, which way you're moving as well. So there's a kind of a floaty inaccurateness to everything. And the the perspective of the game where it's sort of like done it, it's sort of top down, but sort of isometric at the same time in a sort of weird, you know, graphic mashup, I suppose. And it looks, it's sometimes tricky to judge where things are in like a, a bullet hell scenario where there's stuff coming at you. It's not quite as easy as playing like Cinemora and stuff where you could just dodge out of the way of the bullets because you could see where they are. It's like, it's, it, it's not, and maybe that's intentional. I don't know. Make it a bit more, the floatiness is supposed to be grimy. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's, it's pretty fun. Bottom level, it's pretty fun. Hmm. But it could have done with a little more polish. Like, it doesn't support, like, 1080 resolution. It can only run at 720, and that's pillar boxed. Um, it, doesn't support a, it doesn't support a controller, which is a bit weird for it being basically a dual-stick shooter. Yeah. Um, well, it's because it's it, four-directional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, you'd, probably, you'd probably be too tempted to try and shoot diagonally if you had an analog stick. It even says in the options screen, it's like, want to use a controller? Tough. You'll have to use, like, an app to do that. Well, it's like, like, what like they, hockey or something. It's like what they said on Meat Boy, where it's like, fuck the keyboard, use the controller. And I was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I prefer playing with a controller. Like, yeah, so it's it's a little weird, especially as it's the the game that came after Meat Boy. It's like it feels like yeah, it should it was, have been the it was one obviously a flash it. game, yeah, which is why it only has keyboard. Yeah, so it's so it's a little weird, but it's pretty fun. I find it a little hard to recommend though. It's it's kind of fun, but it's just something about the setting. And it's like sixty p, so you don't even need to. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a bit of a punt, but you know, I find it a little hard to recommend because of the setting, because of the. Uh, disturbing nature of some of it because of I don't know unless you start reading into it uh, if you read into it the wrong way it could be seen as blasphemous that kind of stuff like really the whole thing is very obviously blasphemous I don't think you need to read into that at all well no but it's supposed to be sort of like a uh, a, a sort of commentary on how people get deluded uh, by things and how that the whole goddamn gets... story is your mum goes crazy because the bible tells her to kill you basically <laughs> But that's the thing. It's like, it's, but but that's not it because it's it's that is basically it. That's how it's told, but it's but it's supposed to be more about how people put that kind of mentality upon religion, and then religion gets a bad name for it. That's like you know, I think you're reading too much into it. I, I, I read that on interwebs. That's that's what it's like su- supposed to be about. But... I think that's more like like that's probably a safe marketing play where they're like, no, actually, this isn't about laughing at all. No, really. <laughs> Can we just have you fight Satan? You know that's not about the Bible or anything. But 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 that's why I can't recommend it because the game doesn't do doesn't tell that message very well. <laughs> no, because it's not meant to. 
it has a terrible story that also doesn't make any sense and deliberately so. Where well, of course like, it doesn't make sense. But... Yeah, but it's like the whole... Especially in the expansion, where it's like, at the end of the game, you open the chest, but then you're inside the chest, and then you go inside the chest, and you fight yourself. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is even going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. The, yeah. Awesome. And also it's that weird thing where your first run isn't the whole game, your second completion is longer, and then your third completion is probably longer still. Yeah. There's like extra stuff that you don't get on your first run and things like that. It's, yeah, so it's, it's 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 kind of weird, <laughs> but strange, strangely addictive. Uh, so there's that. Let's move on. Um, God, where else will I start playing? Some of the stuff Dyad, I suppose. Yep, I finished. Well, not really finished. I played through all of the levels once. Oh, about halfway through now. Um, it's fucking ridiculous. It's pretty. It's pretty great. <laughs> got to be said it's a pretty great game it's like, I didn't find it as difficult to see what's going on as I thought it would well you wait inter- for the later levels well okay I, th- I think the inter- internet video I think sort of makes it a bit more blurry than it actually is oh yeah when you're actually playing it but it's but okay. it's like the whole the, like the thing that makes that difficult about that game is in reality you're only focusing on this tiny little circle right in the middle of the screen where the things that you can furthest away are probably that you can hit because yeah. that's where you have to hit things because as soon as they get any closer you're just it, you don't have enough reaction time to do anything or, about them. Or, well, given the speed of that game, that's probably a good thing that you only have to focus on a small area of the screen to actually do it. Uh, but anyway, for those that don't know what Dyad is, it's kind of a. Um, it, Visually res esque style. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. It's pretty res esque. It's a bit more insane than res. It's like there's no wireframes in Diad. It's all just washy, crazy color. No, but it's quite. It's, quite, it's kind of solid color. It's kind of like the interface is all very, um, very blocky, very sort of you know uh, utilitarian. I guess. Yeah. It's you know there are there's there's some there's res parallels here. There's um, probably more so than like. Most other games done in that. It, it's sort of like a mashup between res and frequency. Okay, how about that? Well, it's more um, like it's more like Tempest and and Audio Surf. I don't know. <laughs> it's like Tempest. It's you go around a cotton tube. Oh, that's quite a lot like frequency as well, I guess. Yeah, more like frequency. It's like Space Giraffe. That's what, oh, no. that's getting towards no, the right no, amount of insanity. No, don't even say that. Anyway, well, the idea is is you're supposed to like hook groups of um, we are supposed to do the same color. You're supposed to do a to... thing, and sometimes the thing is different. But generally, generally, <laughs> without interrupting, you're supposed to do a thing, and sometimes to... the thing is different. Okay, I got it. Well, yeah, you, you move around the thing, trying to uh, hook. Um, things of a certain colour and if you do them in groups then you go faster through the tube trying uh, if you hit things you tend to go back a bit and lose time uh, but there's also a lancing mechanic which is like a smart bomb kind of thing where it makes you travel super quick as long as you're running into stuff in a line while you're using it uh, and there's also a crazy grazing mechanic that means I'm, like once you've hooked something if you just zing it as you go past you get more energy for that lancing thing and it's like and all of that kind of combines into a really sort of neat and exhilarating uh, experience. And it kind of t- ties all of that beautifully with the audio um, as well. Which is <laughs> Sometimes like... a bit ridiculous. There's one level that I don't think you've probably got to yet where, because you know how at the end obviously it has scores and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's one level where the leaderboards don't work very well. No, then you can't see your friends, no. which sucks. But uh, there's one level where I think the goal is to the goal is to go as fast as you can. Hmm. 
of race level. Well, no, it's just like maximum speed. Oh, get speed get. up. Okay, yeah. But then when it does the score of that, it, it just the music continues, except it just modulates the pitch of the music by a graph that shows you what speed was. So it goes. <laughs> That's one of the remix options, as you can set the music pitch to be based on your current. Well, that does speed. that does happen in a couple of late levels as well. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Because you're like a yeah. like all the time. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, because you've the way you've got to about halfway through is like where that sort of reaches the peak of different buttons you're going to use. Because it's like you have the lance and the hooking and the grazing. Yeah, there's, there's, and it never, it never uses more than those two buttons. No, apparently, but so then, it's... but then when the later levels, they sort of there's some of them where like hooking becomes almost pointless, where you're much more concentrating only on on avoiding things rather than actually trying to hit them and oh, other stuff like that. Well, that's, that's one of the interesting things about this game. As I said, no, no two stages are 100% alike. No. Not just because of layout, but because of the rules evolve as you play through the game. Um, Some of the later levels really get ridiculous. There's like like that speed one where I can't remember if it was before or or, 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 or was that level where they introduced the enemies where when you hook... They, it's, it's like one enemy that's orbited by two enemies. Yeah. And if you hit, hit the middle one, it creates a, like a path that makes you go faster. Oh, cool. So, so, so you, obviously you have to be careful to only hit the middle one. Yeah. But then that path that makes you go faster makes you go a fucking lot faster. <laughs> and if you just... Sometimes they're in a row, so you can just keep hooking more of them while you're going down this path, and it just goes... <laughs> just going insanely quickly. Can't really see what the fuck's going on. So it's like sometimes those levels almost feel like you're not even playing... It's like... I can't really control this any longer. I'm just hoping that I'm hitting things as I'm boosting along at a million miles an hour. I did look at some of the um, trophy levels because um, as the game was originally designed for PlayStation, it has the, like what it called you know, trophy levels. And they're the only ways to get achievements yeah. in this game um, is you have to meet the trophy goals on a trophy level. You have to get um, the free stars to even unlock them on the normal level. Yeah, and some of, some of the ones... I I've only played like the first one. Yeah, and that was, that was okay. That was pretty easy. Um, easy to get. Um, it's more of an accuracy challenge that yeah. one. Um, the uh, some of the ones I've seen near the near the sort of halfway point of the game are already pretty fucking ridiculous. Like, just the requirements for them oh, just sound. I'm not even sure how you do some of them. Well, maybe you just haven't seen the where like maybe the later levels where they do get ridiculously fast. So it will actually like make those easier. Perhaps yeah. Perhaps give you a mechanic clue or something to. Uh, how you could do it um, but yeah they're insane like really insane it's kind of a, an interesting way of managing it I would have preferred perhaps if they had some balance so you get some achievements perhaps for normal progress and then the trophy ones give you some more. but then that wouldn't mean <coughs> that they wouldn't be called trophy levels but, they, but, they're, but I like the way that they work as in the trophy level actually the goal of the level is to just do what you need to do in order to get that trophy, as in it sort of works on the mechanics of the main level that it's associated with, but the main goal of that level is to is to get the trophy. And so as soon as you fuck up and as soon as you can't get that trophy, the game steps in and goes, hang on a minute, go, you, you can't do this. It's like you failed your run. Wow. Does um, it do that on all of them? Because I've only played the first one. Well, obviously, when you run out of hooks, it was like, <laughs> no, you have run out of hooks. Well, yeah, ho hopefully, if the game, if the mechanics of that level are such that. We'll say it's a time I'm sure, trial. I'm sure if there's one where it's like that top speed one and it's a trophy level, then that will just, there'll just be a time, you'll have an allotted amount of time where you can keep trying. 
But yeah, sure, sure. I get there'll be some goals where that doesn't work, but you know, when 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 you can have a failure state, the game just steps in rather than making you play to the end of the end of the level yeah. and then telling you about it. And that's really cool because that it's again, it's like the instant restart thing. It's another way of saving you time or stopping you from wasting it. It's like it sort of just kicks in and goes, "Yeah, no, no, you're not you're not good enough for this." <laughs> Screw you. Um. I, I, I like that. It's not quite instant restart because you have to go through a three-two-one count at the start of the level, but yeah. but, but quite unnecessarily so. I think at times. But, yeah, they can remove that maybe. Um, yeah, maybe for some levels, or just have a ready go kind of thing. That would be all right, like a really quick one. But it looks kind of cool with the like like the colours coming at you when it's doing the countdown. And the end of the game is done as well, where it's just like the last the last level is labelled as infinite, and you don't appear to actually be able to die or anything like you can't hit any of the enemies although you can still get the graze bonus and you can still lance but it doesn't show your lance energy bars either so i don't even know when i have lance but then they like it basically goes a lot like fez (laughs) where you just keep going for a while and then you speed up and then you keep speeding up and then you get insanely fast and then it just the screen just fills with colors for like five goddamn minutes and i was like is, is it just going to keep going? Shall I quit? <laughs> and then eventually it's like, bad. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess that was the end of the game. <laughs> Apparently it does stop. It's not infinite, that's for sure. So that was misleading. But it's like, it took, it was, seemed to be going on for a very long time. And I was like, seriously, is this just, is this just like a screensaver now? Have <laughs> I broken it? Is there actually a thing that's going to happen at some point in this mash of colour? But it did. So that's okay. Dad. I really like it. Mm. Sounds ingenious. Yeah. Colourful and... As, it's a very pick-up-and-play game as well. Well, you probably can't play that for it. Yeah, you, might, you, might, you up. might screw your head up a bit. <laughs> but I, I really, I'm really really quite enjoying that. Um, but I haven't really played a lot of it, if I'm no. honest. But it's, it's nice to dip into it on the odd occasion and dip out. Um, yeah. Uh, somewhere else. In, in my myriad of things... Uh, a little bit more Saints Row, just to just for a laugh. Yeah, because Eddie was talked about. He's been playing it. A bit. Saints Row Four coming out soon. Um, I think it's gold, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's um. It's really soon, actually. A week, maybe two. Yeah. Um. But you start as the president of the United States. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Um. That's that's still kind of fun. I, although I did make it. I'm, I'm just mopping up some of the things, like trying to get some of the sort of completiony sort of achievements there's a lot of achievements in that game i will never get but it's like um just you know get a few of them not that i really care about steam achievements that much just something to do in the world you know some some goal to to go for um although i have think i've made i think i may have screwed it up there's like there's one mission where if i go to a certain spot in that mission the game crashes (laughs) and it's done it several times now and it's like yeah i may have broken it so that that one may not be possible which is kind of annoying so I may uninstall it. <laughs> Fun <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's still kind of a fun game, though. Again, in a mindless sort of way. I quite, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. Enjoyable, stupid fun. And the mayor. The mayor is still awesome. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, what else? A bit more Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. Hard. Yeah. Hard. The encounters, especially. Super, super difficult. Uh, the, what, the second one are I they, did... Are they those puzzle ones? 
Yes, not the puzzle ones no. we have to provide one to. These are the ones where you have the, what the enemy is going to do is a set pattern. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't... Like they, you were saying last time. Yeah, yeah, and the rules of what they can do don't necessarily apply, such as, you know, to what things you can have in your deck. For instance, they can have any number of... Yeah. A certain card, whereas you yeah. can have, you, you know, you're stuck with the four limit. And yeah. Those things are such a crapshoot, if I'm honest. It's like there are... Some of them are hard enough or are too hard to the point where if you just don't get exactly the right card um, set of cards in it for a certain deck come into your hand. And I, and I reckon some of those encounters are probably pretty impossible for certain decks. Right. Um, yeah, I'm really not sure how you can get out of some of the situations. Like one of the, one of the early ones is to... Um, uh, they will they will play a selection of creature cards in increasing power for several turns and you know attack you when they can yeah 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 like looks like a fairly normal thing but it's a fairly sequential thing and then they get quite a few of those and it's uh it's kind of difficult for you to it's that they come in like the an almost ideal order for that player uh, and then they get the card that gives them all plus three plus three and trample and it's like survive this bastard right and it's like Unless you've got something almost exactly to counter that, which I did, I had fog, which basically meant that turn didn't happen in terms oh, cool. of combat damage, um, and I could chip him away in the lead up to it with flying creatures that I happened to get. It's like unless that turn of events happened, if 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 that had come, if that fog card had been one turn late, I'd have been dead. That's how like, magic always works. That's, I know. That I was know. basically the tactic of my deck. But was respite. Yeah, respite. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you're going to kill me with a million damage this turn. I'll just have all that as health. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just had like a million health in the end game because you just waited and had that respite. Game. But it only lasts one turn, so it didn't really matter. But the worst thing is, is that the bit that winds me up a little bit about that mode is that, yeah, it is hard enough to do that. But it's supposed to be about, or the game tries to say, Hey, you know, perhaps you should learn strategies for how you should take out this thing. Fuck that! No, it's all about what fucking cards you draw. It's like build a strategy. My ass! The entire strategy of these like modern magic decks is oh, I happen to have got the right card. Unless you can build like a super cut down deck where the where you're always guaranteed. Yeah, I mean that would be the alternative. Maybe is that you use deck manager to build something that's yeah only has the cards that are going to be useful. Well, that is the strategy, the genuine real-life strategy of, of those, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, the unsealed. Yeah. Uh, what's it where you where you get the boosters? Mm. What's it called? They're putting that into the new one, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the strategy is, like, because you don't know what the hell you're going to get, you end up discarding the good stuff and put uh, and that would be awesome if you got it and replacing it with stuff which is, like, Mana acceleration or look, search a library or anything yeah, that gets wrong. There is, there is less screwed by random. Yeah, don't get me wrong, there is a strategy to deck building, but these games have never really been about deck No, no, building. no. And the deck manager is not that user friendly. But you know, if you if you have control over the entire deck and you can put whatever cards you want, like a proper deck building, then yeah. you can craft a whole strategy. But if you only get this random selection, then you have to pick stuff that lets you mitigate the fact that you have to use freaking three types of mana or some shit. Yeah, and you can't, and you also can't see what the encounter is going to involve. Like the game will give you a hint, saying you know a little text blurb saying you're going to get overrun in a stampede, and it's like okay. But you don't actually know what the actual flow of that encounter is until you play it, really. So you have to go in there and fail for you to then come out and perhaps build a deck to try and challenge it. You know, It's not a very good 
Yeah. It's not a very satisfying system. I don't really ever feel like I've won that fight because I'm clever. <laughs> you know? Or that I or that I personally played that well. I yeah, just feel like I got lucky. I don't sound that good those encounters. No, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. I really I, I'm not enjoying them. Although I wasn't hugely big on the um, what were they puzzle sections? No, no, the planeswalker thing. The went the ones you had to fight. Oh, the three on one fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, arch mage. Arch. Yeah. Oh no, Arch Enemy, sorry. Arch Enemy. Arch yeah, Enemy. I wasn't yeah. that keen on it. I mean, it was cool having the ridiculous cards that the Arch Mage got. The, the, the it must, game state. I think that thing must be... But the game never put you as in the in the Arch Enemy campaign as the Arch Enemy. No. And it's like, and I think that would be a more fun way to tackle yeah, that. Might be it, quite it, fun. That, that whole mode seems like it would be more fun to be the Arch Enemy than it would be to be any of the three. Possibly. Um, at least not with you being able to communicate with the other two. Which, of yeah. course, in the campaign mode, you can't. They just do no. whatever the fuck they want. You want yeah. to be able to be talking to your teammates and collaborating. Yeah. And that would be a much more fun yeah. on live with three mates um, than with the computer, by a long shot. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, one-on-one fights, you can play mostly in silence because you're not collaborating with anyone. So, you know. Um, but this game does the two-headed giant yeah. um, game type, which I haven't played yet, to be honest. Um It'll be interesting to see if that will probably suffer from the same problem. And that, you know, because I can't collaborate with, or I can't. It'd be quite cool if I, you were playing two headed giant and perhaps you were playing as both players. Possibly. Perhaps yeah. that solves the problem. Yeah. Um, I guess that would be quite fun. Depends how, like. Yeah, would... When you're doing two headed giant for real, can you actually look at each other's cards? Is that allowed? I can't remember the deal. I think. I don't see why not. Can you do that? that... I don't know the actual rules, but I would have like thought that, that would make sense because you want to be able to collaborate. Yeah, yeah. yeah you want to show each other. It'd be an interesting hand. restriction if you could. <laughs> I think in Magic you can show the enemy your hand. You just didn't if want, you want you to. You just wouldn't want to, would you? Yeah. And there, there are loads of cards where they look through your hand. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> like it's, it's definitely a special ability to, you know, to see what your opponent has yeah. and, and what's coming up. But it's like the, you know, play with your top library card face up kind of thing yeah that happens as well uh yeah i don't know i don't know perhaps there is more in this game than the than the this is the 2013 version there is more in this one than the 2012 in terms of content there's just more there's more deck variation and there's more cards cool in general um or it feels like there is um but it's yeah, its structure just isn't quite there. And these encounters kind of suck. So, yeah, it's a bit of a not really better, not really worse, I think, kind of situation for this one. Jeff was going on about how lame magic was for some reason. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, he didn't even go on about it. He just said it once and that was enough because everyone knew. Yeah. Anyway. They don't like CCGs in general, do they? But, 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 but. Apparently not. They were a bit of a, like insidious game, really. It's like don't get me wrong, there's there's some coolness to it, but it's just the money side of it. The money side of magic is is nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I should probably close that window. Yeah. Well, Children explosion turned up. Turned up eventually. <laughs> With ten minutes to go, we <laughs> suddenly there. So suddenly an explosion of babies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so there's one other thing I've yeah. played through and finished. Hurry that, up. That actually, you might have played as well, Zach, so this may segue quite nicely. I don't think I did. Oh, did you not? No. Sword and Sorcery? No. No, you haven't played it yet? Okay. I, I played through the... Sword and Sorcery. played through the whole thing um, now. Um, a game of four <laughs> sessions. But... Yeah. No, <laughs> no, can't count fingers. Okay, <laughs> um, I was trying to indi- trying to sign language some 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 conversation about it being on the podcast, but it's a bit late now. Um, <laughs> what are you oh, doing? You're you're you like throwing up the horns on Spock at the same yeah, time. Yeah, five, six, seven. <laughs> there you go. Live long and rock out. Yeah, is that exactly. what it is. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> cool. I don't know how it would really. It uses some iPad-specific mechanics. I'm not sure how it's going to apply to other formats, like how the Steam version plays, hmm. um, for instance. But it's I found it started really strong, as in the music's really good, because it's kind of its deal. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an audio experience in a sort of way, like attached to an adventure game. Um, and the visuals are really quite nice. Um, I felt the iPad controls were a bit clunky in places, especially at the end of the game, where it just fucks you over because it's just... A nightmare to do it to get it to do what you want it to do, um, which may be solved on the Steam version. Um, uh, but it's 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 hard to know how to actually describe it. Is the awkward thing. It's it's it, it does play out a bit like an old old adventure game, and as I say, it starts really strongly by introducing the world and what you can do in it, and how the audio kind of elements go into it, and how it's all a bit weird, and the sort of aloof style of how the dialogue plays out where it's kind of like ye olde but then he's sort of saying uh the 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 the, the, the language used is quite modern um and it is like you, just, you see a you see a um a collection of graves by the side of the road and you wonder what's up with that what's you know? the deal with that <laughs> yeah that kind of thing it's very uh what's the deal it really doesn't take itself seriously in terms of its dialogue and it's like and as it turns out that's probably for the best, because the ending is no ending at all, really. Things just end. It just stops. Deep and it's end. like, yeah, <laughs> nothing really happens. It's it's a bit disappointing. You don't really know why you're doing this thing that you're doing. You just seem to have brought chaos into these people's lives, and you're just sort of not removing it from them. <laughs> you don't really know why you're doing it or anything like that, but it's... Um, the game sort of goes to its it goes to lengths in the, its own credits to say, yeah, this was probably a little experimental. So, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's to be expected. Yeah, guys, sorry, guys, <laughs> we're working on it. Um, uh, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool, but as I say, the the start, is, the ending's not so great. And session three is really it like it sets itself up with a really nice structure at first where it's like session session one like a quarter of an hour sort of mm-hmm. introduction to the game session two half hour a bit more meaty something to do a bit of combat um uh, you make a bit of progress session three really really long and if you fuck it up like or you get misled um which can happen there's like the the dog character in the game sort of is supposed to lead you where that tends to lead you where you need to go sort of hovers at the edge of the screen and goes bark bark and then you follow it and then it moves and then you rinse and repeat until you get where you want to go I, I let i followed it at one point and it basically screwed me over because then i had to go through a sequence of events that i'd already done in order to get back to where i was before and it took a really long time to do and it's kind of boring and a, yeah, a bit really tedious um if you followed the flow 
fine, it would be okay. But it's just that I had to go through this process a couple more times than I needed to because the, the game wasn't very good at directing me at what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit, it was quite, that was really irritating, actually. But um, I can't really complain. It was free in the um, five years of the App Store thing. But it's... I can't remember how much it was on Steam when I bought it in that big pile of crap that I bought. It's like a pound, wasn't it? Probably. I had to uh, buy... <laughs> it was the last day of the Steam sale, so I cleared out all the dumb indie shit that was on my list. <laughs> cool. Like that and Super Hexagon. Talk about Super Hexagon, I'm done. Yeah, you bet me. Because <laughs> I've got tons of stuff that I'm not going to talk about. Then again, most of it doesn't need to talk about. The Super Hexagon, which is just that. It's just like you avoid a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very one one mechanic game. It's a really cool thing, but it's... yeah. And it only lasts 60 seconds yeah. every time, maximum. Well, no, I guess you can keep going forever if you're good, but you only need to get to 60 to complete the level. Uh, and then, it is that hard. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty goddamn hard. And then there was uh, Starseed Pilgrim, which I didn't really play any more of after Rob saw it last oh, yeah, week. yeah, I saw that, yeah. Where you're just... You're basically just trying to build a structure in space, and then you have to climb across it to get to a thing... And then, That's quite an experimental game. Really, yeah. Some really strange mechanics in that. It's just like the different colours of seeds that you place create different block formations. Block formations. And, and those you have to exploit are, those. To... Yeah, those formations have different effects. Like you can jump on some, you can't jump on some. Yeah. And they eat each other. And there's the encroaching blackness which you have to outrun. But then it's kind of you need in order to... Because basically you have to you have to build your platform to link up other pockets of blackness that you need that you need to get to specifically because they have items in because they have items in them when and but that you you get them when you flip into the blackness when the blackness when you jump into the blackness so eventually you have to jump in so the idea is to just connect up as much as you can before it catches up to you and then yeah it's it's kind of weird because you have to build this you build this structure but then when you go into the blackness the world inverts yeah. so your structure actually is then the hole and space is the solid and, it's, and then you have to traverse through that in order to get to the items and then get out. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of... It's, it's really interesting. I'm not really... I'm not sure it's something I want to play. <laughs> it doesn't explain it's, itself at all, naturally. Yeah. I'm not sure it's something I want to play, but it's really fascinating. Yeah. I, I'll probably try and finish some more of it. I managed to finish one of the levels, and I know there's at least four, but I haven't actually explored that main, you know, area. Hub world, I guess it is. Mm. And then... Maybe there's one other thing in that big bundle, because there was a couple more things that I bought that then, then didn't get around to actually playing yet, but the main thing that I probably wasted way too much time on this week that I got in that bundle, mainly just to bump the cash, bump the amount of money over the limit to get another car. <laughs> right. I threw in that goddamn Gyromancer game that has been on my list forever, just because it's a dumb... It's like really old. It's like really old at this point. It's It's... Popcat and Square Enix coming together to make a ridiculous Final Fantasy-esque style match for you. (laughs) Oh, I do remember this. So it's like, was this before Puzzle Quest? Or was this kind of like them trying to cash in on Puzzle Quest? Puzzle Quest was like old old DS, wasn't it? It was pretty, yeah, I knew it was pretty old. I don't think Gyromancer is quite that old. But Bejeweled is pretty old. old. (laughs) But they're like, so basically it's just match free, except for the mechanic is like, it's a battle between different creatures. And instead of just matching three, the way it works is like you rotate for a, a square of four gems and you can only rotate it right. 
So that's how they make it difficult. <laughs> and then basically you're, it's like you you have the two creatures like your one and the enemy. And then each of the creatures has a color affinity. And if you break, if you break gems that are the enemy's color, then their power bar doesn't fill up. If you break the gems that are your color, then your power bar, but your power bar fills up more. Power bar. Yeah, power bar. Say yeah. And then if you break the other gems, you, like you both fill up, but generally the enemies fill up slightly more than you. Oh, okay, I get it. And then when the bars fill up, it creates attack gems on the board, and then when you break them, it fires the attack. So it's basically a you're like trying but to suppress the enemy's moves, but then get your own ones. So the attack gems of your color, so they can't no, they can't use them against they're you. randomly. Oh shit! So if... no, hey. you you it doesn't matter. They don't attack, attack when they make an attack gem. Their attack gems just count down, and then when they when it reaches zero, it attacks you. But your cat, your gems. Oh, you so have it doesn't match. appear on the board. No, they do. Oh, but not theirs. No, they they both do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 they, but no, what I was asking originally is, are they color specific? But no. They, so then, if the enemy matched your, the gems... enemy doesn't move. The oh, don't play the game. Oh, right. Sorry, that I didn't. Know. I, I, I was thinking on the puzzle quest model somewhat. No. So it's it's like their moves just count down and then auto fire. But if you break their gems, you can cancel their attacks, so that becomes a tactic as well. So you can prevent their moves by breaking their gems, and then you want to combo your gems to fire your moves. And then obviously there's like, and because of the way that you have this twist thing where you can you rotate the four gems, and obviously that makes it kind of limiting in how many different ways you can even make matches. So you can actually run out of moves really easily, but then it doesn't matter. It's like you can you can spin where, where, wherever without making a match. Oh, so you can you can just spin and build up combos without. Well, no, because you can do that whenever you want. But it it like if you do that and it doesn't make if you spin and it doesn't make a match, the enemy's power bars just build up faster. Oh, okay. And the, and any attack gems they have on the board count down two instead of one. Oh, I see. So, so, it's, so, so it's, it's like still, so it's still a bad thing. Yeah, and risk it. But then, so that's like if you desperately want want to avoid an enemy attack, sometimes you can like sacrifice sacrifice the a turn to set it up. If you if it's like oh, I can't quite get that this turn, but I can just waste one turn to get rid of that attack again. Hmm. So yeah, it's like that kind of game. You do that, and it's weirdly fire fancy. And one of the enemy types is called Katesif. <laughs> appropriate. That's cool. Considering we played some more Final Fantasy VII and made a video of it. Which I'm having encoding problems with. As always. Yeah. So yeah, that was that. Was that. I've played quite probably too much of that. <laughs> Considering it's a really dumb simple game. And is really quite crashy. And, you know, has a weird menu. And, and the controls are like... I don't know if it was like designed for a controller, but it doesn't even seem like it was, or 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 designed for keyboard control. But it has a really annoying habit of constantly repositioning your mouse cursor, which is the worst thing in the world for usability. No, that is quite weird. It's like every time you enter a fight, it automatically positions your mouse cursor on the bottom corner of the grid, <laughs> and then when you go to a menu, it's like if you go into like the uh, encyclopedia or whatever. You click, you go, click on the encyclopedia item, and it automatically repositions your mouse onto the exit button, so you can. So I guess that sort of saves you having to move your mouse, but it's really, like, really confusing. It's a bit like that when because there's a Windows accessibility option to do, that, isn't it, to move your mouse to the default button yeah. in the form? Yeah, and it's uh, it's always kind of weird, and it does crash quite a bit, but it does it, it at least has auto save after every fight. So every time you go back to the map, it just automatically saves. That's quite useful. So yeah, 
there's that. And then a load of other stuff that I didn't play yet, but maybe I'll get to. Do you reckon that's a hangover from using a controller? Though? Well, that's why I, I was trying to work it because I tried it with a keyboard, and that's just really annoying to control because mm. having to like scroll around a grid. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. you know, the mouse would definitely be better, but yeah. I wonder if it's a hang-up they forgot to remove. Yeah, I just don't know what the... I don't know what control they wanted, because it seems like they both have problems. Yeah. Anyway, we better wrap this up. Yeah, seems like we're out of time for this week. So much game! Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, thank you, Steam Sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another one soon. Christmas. I'm going to start Bioshock <laughs> Infinite. Uh, did you buy that? I have it. I'm, oh, awesome. I, I felt I needed to for Game of the Year stuff. Yes, I think you do, <laughs> so you have to let me know what you think. Cool. But in that case, one of you two needs to buy a free DS. Hurry up. <laughs> uh, the rule. Okay. Well, we'll see how we go. Okay. Thanks for joining us on the sidecast. Um, catch you next time for more of probably more X One, more uh, random indie shit. More random indie shit. <laughs> Definitely. And Bioshock Infinite. Woo. And uh, we'll. You can listen to us then. Please. <laughs> <laughs> or now. You can just start this again. Bye, guys. <laughs>